Hey gang, I wanted to jump in at the beginning here and let y'all know that I am on the latest episode of Every Podcast I Love is Dead. I sat down with Nolan and we spoke extensively for, I don't know, geez Louise, it was it was like two hours where we just talked about the podcast, uh, the Twitch stream, and of course I was saying things it's it, it, just go listen to the podcast every podcast i love is dead is a podcast dedicated to music featuring interviews with musicians podcasters producers artists and so much more as well as rock metal punk news new releases and live stream shows so go check out every podcast i love is dead episode 14 featuring your boy mikey p you can find the link tree link for Every podcast I love is dead in the show notes. So go check it out. Now on with the show. I don't need anyone. I don't need anybody. Everyone lies, everyone cheats, everyone steals, you never thought about it. I don't need you, I don't need your bullshit, I don't need your sanctimony, your testimony, just leave it.
that was today's guest, The Silence Noise, with No Friends. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. The Silence Noise. Hmm? <laughs> That's right, The Silence Noise, a Detroit native, is on the show. Uh, the Midwest Madman, The Silence Noise, the Midwest Meme Star. What is that? The Midwest Meme Man. Midwest meme man. Midwest meme man. I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for alliteration, okay? Midwest meme man, the silence noise is on the show today. He is an amazing music streamer, uh meme artist, uh, a comedian. I mean comedian, and he, he he's just a, a very intelligent human being and the other half of Sarah Jazz. Um, which I don't want to confuse anybody. Sarah Jazz is an entity of her own, and she does do her own stuff, but she does collaborate with the Silence Noise uh, very often. And um, they're both just incredibly funny and incredibly talented and incredibly intelligent people, and I have so much respect for them, and I do appreciate that they have sort of <clears throat> accepted me into their clan as, uh, as someone that they, they call upon for... Um, for, for content creation. So I've been having fun over there. If you guys have been seeing on the Instagram, like anything that has to do with like the wig and the and the lipstick or the ultimate warrior paint, that's that's all Sarah Jazz induced. Not that they asked me to do that, of course. They they, they didn't ask me to do all that extra shit. I just did. It's cause it's fun and I and and I, I, I recognize the platform as a as a as a place to kind of be um not extreme my extreme self but at least uh um an extension of my creativity they are sort of facilitating that not that i can't do it on my stream i mean i could definitely show up on my stream as ultimate wseg and start cussing at people but i just felt like that that i mean if you've been to any of their streams you'll understand why you'll understand why i made those decisions (laughs) So go support uh, The Silence Noise, and that's twitch.tv slash The Silence Noise. And then also go support Sarah Jazz, which is twitch.tv slash Sarah Jazz, and that's S-A-R-A-J-A-Z-Z. Uh, both of them are incredible talents, and both of them are uh, deserve to be, uh, to be recognized. So The Silence Noise is coming up here shortly, but first... Go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. <laughs> uh, you can find all the, the up-to-date news there. She is streaming three days a week on Twitch, and that's Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Saturdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go check it out. She's got some new music coming out on the horizon, so stay close, pay close attention to what she is doing because she is doing it right. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 
Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come through, won't you? Uh, it's a good time. You can come and ask questions and, you know, yell at me. And don't yell at me, actually. Don't yell at me. My mods will fuck you up, which just ban you. <laughs> but come through. Hang out. Let's have a good time. Let's talk. Let's talk about all the things that we're not supposed to talk about. Let's do that. Uh, okay. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, I, I, I super duper appreciate it. People have been buying our, our shirts off of our Threadless store. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Any support helps. And, and by buying a shirt, you're not only showing your love uh, physically, but monetarily, you're, you're supporting the show, which... I'm telling you, most of the money we make, uh, I make on this podcast and the Twitch stream all goes right back into the show. Whether it's supporting other streamers, supporting other podcasts, supporting musicians, supporting uh, my equipment habit, uh, (laughs) uh, or just upgrading, just adding upgrades to everything, which is feeding the equipment habit so please do go check out our threadless store which is the link is in the show notes so please go and click in there and check out the different designs i designed them myself we're gonna have more design me updating it as we go with different aspects of the show that i i just personally like so go and get yourself some baby okay uh then also you can like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram tiktok discord snapchat instant wait i already said instagram uh uh, uh what's the twitter all of those just go and like us all of the links are in the show notes i just posted a tiktok of me singing with a helium voice i only got 40 views very very sad i don't know if i get tiktok yet i think i get tiktok and I think TikTok would have been good for me when I was doing all my sketches and stuff on, on Instagram. But at this point, I don't care. Um, I, 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 got, I got too much going on here to curate another fucking uh, social media. Anyways, we're on TikTok. You can follow us. We got some posts up there. It's okay, I guess. All right, moving on. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Please subscribe. It helps us. It does. Uh, and, and it notifies you every time we have a new episode drop, which is twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, which this is a Friday episode. Um, I hope you are going to enjoy this. It's going to be fun. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, you can also Uh, leave a review for the show now this one is important and it's free and it's a free way to support the show and it's much appreciated and if you write a review i'll read it on there i just read one last week it was fun and it was nice and i appreciate the love guys uh but yeah please do it helps us to be found in the algorithm uh or or at least it, it, it raises our status and in our findability in the podcast world so Go ahead and do all that good stuff. You can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. Go ahead. Do it. It's fun if you want. Of course. No pressure. All right, guys. That is about enough out of me next week. I don't even know who's on the show next week. I, I, I Or on, at least on the podcast feed. Uh, I think on, what is it, Monday on the live stream. I, I guess I could just look at the calendar and stop being a lazy turtle being such a lazy turtle right now being such a lazy susan hold on i gotta 
find my calendar. So let's see. Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit native Rose Thornberry, who is a uh, R&B songstress. Uh, pretty amazing voice and, uh, and uh, has a great... Uh, just the music is, is great. I liked her music. And, uh, and then on the 16th, we have CA in LA, who are Twitch partners, filmmakers, and they just got a show picked up by a network. So I'm super excited to talk to them about that. Uh, we got a lot of great shows in April. So stay up to date by going and following us on Instagram and all those uh, social medias that I just rattled off to you. All of that's in the show notes. So got a lot of cool stuff coming up on the live stream. I have no idea who's coming up on the podcast feed. So we'll just find out together, won't we? All right, guys. I am done talking at you. Let it, let us let us go and enjoy the Midwest meme madman. The Midwest meme man. The silence noise. Put your heads together. The sound of one hand fapping. <laughs> yes. That's all it takes for me. Just that. That's all it takes. Just, and yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Sad to say, I was just telling my therapist that same thing. I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi. What was your first song, Danny Twitch User 77? So it, that's kind of two questions. So the first song I can ever remember writing. It was when I was when I first started doing music, I legit just had a tape recorder with the built in microphone. And so I would put the tape recorder on top of the keyboard and I would just hit record and I would start writing songs that way. And the first song I can ever remember writing is a song called Thoughtless, which I cannot remember anything other than like part of the chorus in my head because I was like 14 or 15 or something when I wrote it. And then there was that thing and that got onto a tape that I gave to some girl that I went to high school with uh, tragedy. <laughs> Why well, would do something like that? But I gave yeah, it that's to weird. girl. I'm like, Oh, here's, here's how sensitive I am. Like check out these songs <laughs> I wrote. And what was I, her reaction I, though? I, I, she liked it. I guess oh, it was well, good. Nice. She liked it. I, I thought it was horrible. And I look back and I'm like, it's so cringy to think about the fact that I did that. But well, and then you gave it to some girl like that's the, that that is super cringe. But it's still somewhere in the metro Detroit area. So I, I that Damn, girl, right I, I still lives there. But then the first recording I ever did that was like a full song was a song called Poor Boy, which was actually back in 2001. So this is the this is this year is actually the 20 year anniversary of my very first album, um, which was called Mirage. And so that song was the first kind of fully written and recorded thing that I ever got out the door. That's nice. Yeah. 20 years in the game, baby. Yeah. Man. I wish I wouldn't How's have that? taken 10 years off though. That's my, my issue was, is that if I had stuck with it the whole 20 years, I'd be so much further ahead, but I took 10 years off, which was a mistake. <laughs> Poor K. Why, why did you take 10 years off? 
You know, I, I there's two reasons. The first was I was actually involved in another project that was called Record. Um, and I had basically written an entire album with that person and had a really good partnership and, and was focused on that. And, and, um, he unfortunately passed away. He drowned. Um, and after that, I just didn't feel a whole lot like writing or performing music. Cause I mean, we were literally at the finish line with songs. I think we had like one song left to finish the album and I had invested so much time and energy into doing this thing. And the, and the second the second reason was Obviously, as adults, since I'm an old man on Twitch, you know, and it's I had to focus on work. And so I just went, oh, you know, I, I think every musician has this moment where they're like, OK, I got to get a real job and I got to be focused on the real career and the real thing. And once I'm successful, I'll come back to it. And what I'm really grateful for about that period of time is while I was making decent money in my career, I bought all the gear that I'm still using today. So all the yes. stuff that I would get it. And it would just sit in the corner collecting dust. But I'm so <laughs> grateful I bought it because yeah. 10 years later, when I came back around, I'm like, okay, I'm finally going to start writing again and get used to this stuff. And <laughs> I had bought all the gear basically that I still use to this day. So thank God I did that. Wow. That Well, yeah, right? Like, So, yeah. so it was like I, I made, you made all this money and you're like, I'm going to buy all the things that I, I wish I could have bought when I was actually doing music. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And then let it sit. But then, so then what, what broke the 10-year spell? Um, I And wait, wait, wait. What was the other reason? Because you said someone died, but there Someone was died, and then I was focusing on my career. Those were the two gotcha. reasons. Gotcha, okay, yeah, okay. My, okay. And then, so what pulled you back into the gang? Um, basically, uh, my entire family died. <laughs> so it's oh, a very Jesus pleasant Christ, what conversation. The fuck? You come on um, my show to bum everybody out? What the fuck? Yeah, I'm just joking. Well, I'm sorry. That's not a good way to say it. No, I, I no there's through. not. No, there's not. Look, my I, dad died. It happens. It, it happens, everybody. everybody. People die. Yeah. And, and for me, I just, in the last 10 years or the last nine years, I think I've gone through a, a pretty disproportionate amount of death in my life. Um, mm. I've lost both my parents. I've lost pretty much all of my grandparents. Um, and it was just one right after the other. It was like we couldn't go a year without some sort of major death happening. Um, and finally, after my grandmother passed away, who was who was a lot, she was more my mother than my mother in a lot of ways. Um, and she went through a really difficult battle with, with cancer. And, you know, eventually that ended up being the end of her life. And I was just miserable all the time. And I know... A lot of people, there might be some of you out here who might not have experienced a major death or experienced grief and kind of what comes with it. But grief is really paralyzing for me personally. It's different for everyone, but it, it was incredibly paralyzing for me. And so I just found myself for days at a time kind of sitting in a chair, staring out the window, not really knowing what to do with myself. And I'm a workaholic on top of it, which I think shows in my music and my streams and everything. So for me to be like that was unusual. And I was basically like, all right, well, I'm either going to die or I'm going to try to remember what it's like to be a functional human being. And so I finally started kind of writing out this list. And I said, all right, what were the things that I did in life when I was, when I was happy? Like when things were going well for me and I was satisfied with life. And the one thing that just kept coming up, coming up over and over and over again was music. 
And I'm like, I stopped writing. And so I started going back and listening to the old songs and started going back. And I'm like, man, I, I love this stuff. I just really need to learn how to produce it. And so, yeah, that really changed it. And then I, I found on Reddit a, a group that was doing a song a week where basically they said there was a theme that was provided and you could write to the theme or not. It still exists. It's an amazing community for any songwriters that want to challenge yourself to do something like that. But my issue is always perfectionism. And I was like, this sounds interesting because it's going to force me to do something every week. Mm -hmm. Good, bad, and yeah. different, whatever. Like, I'm going to be accountable. There's this group of people. They're going to be there listening to what I do. So it's all kind of built in. And it's like a creative writing group for songwriters. And it is challenging. But once I jumped into that, it was full steam ahead. And mm -hmm. really, it took me a couple of weeks to kind of get up and running. But once I got in and I got plugged into that group, I was, I was flying. So to what extent now, I mean, because mm -hmm. you, you to to what extent were you flying? Uh, because, uh, you know, some people, some people get back into it and they start messing around and, and, you know, they hold on to their day job and they're just trying to work when you mm -hmm. try to get back into it and stuff. So what extent did, were you back into it? Were you like, screw it, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing because this makes me happy. Yeah. Or were you trying to balance everything out and... Yeah, you're probably still trying to balance shit out. I mean, yeah, I, I, you still have a day job, right? Like, you still, still have a day work. job. Still have a right, yeah. Right. I still, I, I'm actually self-employed, so I have a business. Um, and I still, I still do that. But COVID fixed that a lot. So I think right after I joined the Song a Week group, I think the first, the first segment of that, I did 28 songs, um, mm -hmm. and had that done. And then my dad died. Oh, Jesus <laughs> so Christ! It was like, dude. I took about two or three months off. And was like, all right, I, I had to go home and deal with the affairs of the estate, which was all in Detroit. And yeah. so to go there and I was there for a long time without music instruments and all that stuff. And when I came back, I was really afraid. I'm like, I had such good momentum and I was writing such good stuff. And I was really getting to a place where I was starting to be really happy with what was coming out. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to write again. And I came home. And within the first day of being there, I wrote a song called Just Float, which is actually... I think Northbound Matt's favorite song that I play. Um, and it was just super raw. And it was, in, in some ways, it kind of began this process of unpacking all of the emotions around my dad and mm. my relationship with him because, you know, we weren't super close. Um, I like my dad, but he never really wanted to be a parent. And, you know, so I had all this stuff to unpack about how he lived his life and what our relationship was like and going through all that again every time you go through a death it brings up your own issues around that kind of thing yeah. and so really that became an album called the months after the end and so for the next 16 weeks basically all i was writing were songs that were related to kind of that experience and that's been put into an album that'll actually be released in the next couple of months so yeah wow. that was that was one of the ones yeah, and it's I know it's kind of a downer because everyone's like, oh, silence is so funny all the time. But I'm like, no, the real reason I got back into this stuff was was misery. <laughs> there was no nice way around it of like, OK, I'm going to do this or I'm going to die. Like, that's where my my mind was with it. Um, and yeah, and then obviously the, the Twitch part came later. Streaming came later. Um, I found it by accident and was just kind of doing it casually as a hobby. And I... Then COVID happened. And I think like a lot of people, you know, my my business really suffered. I work with a lot of small businesses. A lot of them were pausing or completely going out of business. And I'm like, okay, I need to make some extra money 
maybe I should put more focus into this Twitch thing. I like it. It makes me happy. Um, and so I did. And actually this last year has been uh, for, by my standards, amazingly successful for, for what I'm doing, going from a guy that handed out cassette tapes to girls in high school to actually having people that are excited about my music coming out and that are hanging out in the streams and that are here in this chat. So it's, yeah. it's massive for me. Yeah, absolutely, man. That that that's beautiful. I I love art and well, you know, it's sad, but like there's beauty and tragedy, you know, like out of yes. out of misery, out of out of the smoldering, you know, out of, out of the fucking smoldering coals of your life, like <laughs> yes. uprises a fertile ground, you know what I mean? So yeah. like it's a it's a it's really hard. Yeah, I, cause I do the same thing and, and I'm very thankful for music because I, I definitely disassociate and just will focus directly into whatever I'm working on. And that's fine. I'll just do that. <laughs> you know, I'll just do that forever until I have to like face things and stuff. But that's yeah, but but that's what but that's what's great about having something that you're really passionate about is that you can because you can go too far with it and, you know, ignore everybody in your life and, and fucking <laughs> stop eating. And you're just like, I got to no. get this done. But it's definitely... Oh, I, did all like, that. So I did all that stuff, too. Right. I just also wrote music, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't showering or eating or talking to anybody. I was just going and going. You know that? But yeah. it's... But it's a great distraction in that matter, and and I think for that it, it saved so many people's lives because it's well what well, what the hell else are you gonna do? Just sit there and fester in your misery? That's awful. And yeah. and you do it, you know. I mean, I I do it. I still do. It, but it, there's uh things you gotta you gotta figure that shit out though. You gotta sort of get out of those ruts. How did you yeah. end up getting out of those ruts? How was you know like how, that's a lot of loss. That's a lot of burden to sort of carry around. Yeah, I'm sure you're still dealing with it. But you know, like how did you pull yourself out of those those dredges? You know, those, I'm still doing it. I, I think yeah. that you know it's one of those things of. Most people in in my previous kind of business life and world, I was somebody that worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of small businesses. And one of the biggest things I was always dealing with with people was motivation and human behavior and psychology, because it's very easy to teach people how to do things. Like adult education is something I've done my entire career. It's very easy to teach people skills or to give people models or to teach people say like, go do this. But then what you end up dealing with the real work of working with anybody and yourself is to realize, oh, there's some reason that you're not doing it. There's some behavior that keeps you from doing that thing. There's some barrier that it's whether it's internal, external, whatever it is that kind of keeps you stuck in a certain place. And life isn't always just up or down or that kind of thing. It's waves and you're always going in waves. And, you know, I know it's kind of a therapy example, but the goal is obviously a good life isn't a life that's just constantly going up. A good life is a life where those waves are just a little bit less intense, where you're not going like this, but you're, you're going like this. You know, it's right. a little bit more of a flatter curve and you're able to manage what's happening. And for me, when I started doing the music, I started feeling I, I obviously these were all things I needed to express and need to express. Um, and they had to come out. And the more I did it, and then and then that led to me connecting with people again, because I was, as I said, you brought up being alone. I was completely alone at the time. I was in a relationship, but she was incredibly busy and didn't have a lot of time to invest in the relationship. I was going through this horrible grieving process. 
that, you know, like you said, I'm still going through it. Even last night, you know, I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in Omaek with mum jazz and crying when certain songs come on. Like it's, it still happens, you know, when yeah. every day yeah. you're still kind of deal with it and think about it. But that waves, the waves started to get a little bit less intense. And that mm -hmm. was what was really important for me was, okay, you know, when you're, when I was as low as I was as a result of those things, I needed those waves to get a little bit less intense. And the more I wrote and the more, it's it, the other funny thing was, as, as I mentioned, I was participating in this song a week group on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And the, the feedback I always got on everything I did is like, you are crazy ambitious. <laughs> so would say. Because for me, I'm like, how do I turn my voice into a 60 piece choir? And people are like, why do you want to do this? Just write a fucking song, asshole. Like, just do that. And I'm like, but no, Lost in the Storm, like this melody I hear in my head, it's like a 60-person choir singing it. And then somebody would come along and have like a tip or something that would lead me to a thing. And then I'd be like, all right. And then I'd be like, all right, I want to write this song with the full orchestra. And I'd have a week. So <laughs> that was where people are like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you, why are you like this? Whereas a lot of the people in the group are write very simple songs, you know, acoustic and and right. or very basic songs. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just for yeah, me, the the complexity of the songwriting process is probably where I lose myself in the in in the process. I love doing it so much, and I love kind of getting into the melody and and seeing what I start hearing and hearing how I want it to transition and. I also am a stickler in songwriting to where like I want the song to stay interesting throughout. I don't want there to be boring parts or pieces of any of the songs. You know, so for me, it's just like, all right, cut violently, get things out. <laughs> but well, I'm definitely guilty a lot of the time of overproducing. Like I love <laughs> I love to produce and I love me to come too. up with ideas. And that it was just amazing to do. No, I me too, man. Like, cause I I'll write with Raina and and, yeah. and 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 then I'll go off and sort of produce the beat and and bring it back to her. And she's like, "Can you just like cut everything except for the guitar, <laughs> bass, and drums?" And I'm just like, "What are you talking about? This is my opus. This is my masterpiece. You're fucking, you're neutering it. You you're That's robbing right. it. And, How dare and, you drop this three piece cello part? I disagree. Okay, I and, disagree." And, and nine times out of ten, she's absolutely right. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I would say like 9.999% or 99.999999 uh, out of ten is right. Yeah. Um, my, she's, uh, she's, uh, she's right in perpetuity. That's that's what I've been told to say. Uh, Rada that is, is right true, in Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, At least you don't overproduce on Mike Shinoda. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not gonna look. look heat, you, heat, bringing the heat to the show. You know what? We're gonna move on with that one. Uh, <laughs> no, I the 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 idea that uh, you know, like fucking, you're 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 putting all this time into a song, and then and then you only have this short amount of time to sort of get it out. I, I love those challenges. I love those uh, the, that idea of sort of pushing yourself because you were even saying it's like you'll spend a lot of time on something and you'll put so much effort into it and and you know it, it probably sounds good or whatever to, to right. whoever you know but uh, you know that that idea of getting stuck on something and not being able to finish it, it, it has that yeah. been a problem for you? Is that oh, I mean huge. 
Huge. Yeah. And the thing that got me out of it, and this is what I, I would recommend this to anybody, because I am a perfectionist. I still deal with it sometimes and mm. how meticulous I, I am about what I want things to sound like. And song a week is what did it. It was the it was the discipline of I have to finish a song and right. the, uh, doing it over the course of a year where I produced something like 46 songs or whatever, because there was the break for my dad. And then I went straight into another EP after that. So I kept going and kept the momentum going, but I did it in a different way. Um, but there were some weeks where I just didn't have a great idea. There were some yeah. weeks where I would start something and it felt like a dead end. Um, and when I started streaming, I wasn't doing performance. I was only doing songwriting and production. So oh, some wow. of this was happening live on stream to where <laughs> I would just be banging my head against the wall. And what's interesting is the the stream where I got my first followers, because I streamed for a couple of months with no followers at all, where it was like zero viewers, zero people. And I was just there doing songwriting and that kind of thing. Um, and I was writing this song and I, I was so fucking frustrated. It was like one of the first weeks... And this was somewhere like week 40 or week 45 or something of doing it. And I was so frustrated. And I'm like, I, I just, this might be the week I don't get something done. You know, and I'm, right. I'm working on it, working on it, working on it. And I'm like, you know what, chat? There was no chat. You know what, chat? <laughs> that's not here. You know, I, I think sometimes the best lesson is to just step back and to step back and write something really simple. And I started writing this really simple riff that was just a really kind of driving you know, four chord rock song without a whole ton going on. And it was a song called Lost Child. And while I was writing that song, which I still write and play on stream, a guy named The Village Roos, who's another amazing musician and streamer, randomly found me. He, just, he was going through the music category and randomly found me and came in and was making comments on how I was doing my songwriting. He's like, I really like how you do this. And I really like how organized you are. And I really like mm. how everything is put together. And he went and he posted my stream in like 10 different discords. And that oh. one day brought in basically all of my early regulars um, and oh, kind wow. of all the early friends I made on Twitch, just that one thing. And it was interesting because I almost feel like had I still been in the energy of writing this shitty song that I wasn't happy with, that wasn't working out and not just stopping and going, all right, I'm just going to write something simple. If this isn't working, I'm going to write something simpler and do that. That actually brought in the first viewers too. It was kind of a very interesting process, but Song a week and doing that exercise or being accountable, at least accountable. If you don't want to do song a week, you know, do every couple of weeks, do every month, do whatever it is, but have somebody or a group of people that's holding you accountable that says, all right, your, your album, like I'm Northbound Matt does this a bit with me now, where he's like, I'm going to have my album recorded by the end of the month. I'm like, great. I can hold him accountable to that. If it doesn't show up, I can go and knock on his door and be like, all right, where's the songs? You said they were coming. And that just helps you keep going. It really does. And it gets you into the into the fact that I say this on Music Exposed a lot, that songwriting is, I think, the one of the least appreciated disciplines. It's that mm -hmm. most people focus on becoming, you know, great musicians, great vocalists, great talents, you know, great producers, great mixers, great mastering engineers, all those types of things. But the art of songwriting is its own discipline and its For own sure. skill set and its Absolutely. own set of skills. And it's something like anything else that you have to get good at it. And I know plenty of phenomenally skilled musicians that are terrible songwriters because they don't work out that muscle. So you have to work it out like anything else. And really, it's all just about whatever level of discipline you want to set or you can handle. 
producing that every week. And for me, it destroyed perfectionism for me. Like I can nowadays, the skills that I got from that, of just like, just push through, go with instinct, make moves fast. That all came from doing song a week. Dude, yeah. You, so, you say an instinct. That is something that I've come to. Uh, <laughs> you want to do a call-in? Oh, no up? one want no one ever wants to do call-ins, but uh, uh, Danny Twitch user, Danny Danny Twitch user. Let me see how can we do this. I I I forgot about that actually. He's <laughs> um, like I have an option. I don't even remember I had. Um, hold on, uh, Danny. Let me. Uh, you want to do it on? Yeah, we can definitely do it on the Discord. We could definitely do it on the Discord. Let me uh, let me pull you in here. I know there's a bunch of questions. Uh, no, you can, you'll be able to hear it. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. Yeah, you'll be able to hear everything. So go ahead, jump in the Discord, and you can jump into... Take it easy, Creative. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Creative, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's uh, good to see you, bud. Um, let me see here. So go ahead and jump in the general voice channel if you want to. And um, I'm in there right now, so... Go ahead and jump in, and uh, I'll, we'll bring you in. We'll bring you in. Um, and, and I do see the questions, everybody. We will get to that. We just... I appreciate that. Thank you guys for all the questions. <laughs> I, by the way, I, I don't need questions. I could have asked you questions on my own. That was so stupid and pathetic to say. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, um, go ahead and unmute yourself. Let's see if we can hear you. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Hey. Mm. Mm. So, what is your calling question, please? We're we're dying to know. Well, I'm liking this already. <laughs> Sounds like he's washing this. his hands <laughs> and breathing. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> I'm muted. Well, thank you this for that call. This is appropriate for my episode, okay? Ooh. Wait. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Danny, okay. go ahead. If if you wanna if you if you wanna if you have a question, go ahead. If you have a question for the guest that you want to call in. Music question. with Mend. Yeah, you wanted to call in, right? Yeah. Go ahead. You're on air. It's like, it's, my question is, my question is like, what do you like, like, what computer, like, when he, when the silent noise recorded his first song? Mm-hmm. Like, when he recorded his first song, like, was it on, like, a laptop or a PC monitor? Mm-hmm. It was on a PC. There you go. Yeah, you got, the, first, you got... the first music computer I had, which this, again, will signify my age, was <laughs> I had a an old compact desktop. And in the compact desktop was a Sound Blaster 16 card. Um, and the only gear that I had to write songs was I had a very old Radio Shack knockoff Casio keyboard, and I had a headset microphone 
which at that time, those were even, they're not good now. And they were even more horrible then. And so everything was a line in from the keyboard into the sound blaster card and then recorded on that headset mic. And the first, the first thing I used to produce was Cool Edit Pro. I don't know if anybody, shout out to my Cool Edit users out there. Oh, I um, remember Cool Edit. Yep, that was the very first thing that I used to record songs after I was recording on tape. I, I recorded on tape with one band where I was playing drums. We recorded on four track. So I had some experience with a four track. And then um, Cool Edit was really what I started in. Nowadays, um, I my chat actually helped me build a new computer. Um, so I have a nicer uh, Ryzen system now. Um, and all my stuff is done in Reaper. So Reaper is the is what I use for recording and producing everything. Well, there you go. Thank you so much, uh, Danny, you, Danny, for calling in. Uh, I'm going to switch over to... Um, I'm gonna switch over to music with Mendez because you jumped in the music loud into the music lounge. So go ahead and unmute yourself, uh, Mendez, and uh, go ahead with your question. <laughs> I think we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna happen. I, there's probably a little <laughs> delay. It's probably waiting. What happened? What am I missing? Music. Hello, oh, there he is. Hey, there hey. He is. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, buddy? Thanks for thanks for calling in and using those channel points. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's better than me asking uh how big is it, you know? <laughs> well, that's the next Not question. Dissatisfying. <laughs> no, um, legitimately I have a question about like songwriting. Um have you noticed that your songwriting method has changed or you know, may hopefully improved over time? And do you kind of see yourself as like a ritualistic songwriting where you have to get in that mode? Um, what 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 kind of what, 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 like what, what do you do? I have to actually listen to the, the stream. Sure. No, thank you. Thank you for that. So um, I, I absolutely, as I said, I think songwriting is an underappreciated skill. And I also think that people that become master songwriters become famous for writing songs for other people and themselves often. Like what a lot of people don't realize, especially when you look into the music industry, is that even in the 60s and 70s, you know, Motown and a lot of those eras, a lot of those songs were written by the same people. The same thing is true in pop music today. You know, that a lot of people who have mastery levels at songwriting and that kind of thing write so many songs and they and they sell them or send them to other people. So for me, absolutely, I feel like my songwriting approach has, has improved. Um, in that year of really doing it, I noticed a lot there. And I think that as your songwriting gets better, my opinion of what happens is, your song. you know you're comfortable in your songwriting when it becomes easier to write songs, which a lot of people will say, oh, that's just experience or whatever, but it's not just experience. It's the fact that you trust yourself more. It's the fact that you know, kind of the, you're, you're able to more easily convey an idea or know when an idea is not being well conveyed, when, when something's not interesting. Like you make those decisions a million times faster. Like for me, a great example of this, when I first joined Song of Week, the first song I was trying to write, ironically enough, was this song called Breakthrough Song. And I worked on it, worked on it, worked on it for almost four weeks. So song a week, and it took me four weeks to try to write my first song, the very first one. Same bad habits, everything was coming up. And so I threw it away, 
and I start and I wrote this very simple synth based electronic song, which is probably one of the simplest songs personally I've ever written. It's like eight tracks and it's a song called You Saw His Face. And it's the first release that I had on everything. Um, and again, from that, just that very simple eight track song and all the perfectionism and all the stopping and all that stuff. It took me almost a full week of all of my spare time working on it. So probably a hundred hours, maybe, you know, a hundred hours ish in that range. Nowadays I can complete full songs with orchestration with all these huge elements and all the stuff. And some of you have watched my production streams. Now I can do that in a couple of hours. And most of that is just because again, I, I trust myself more and I trust the direction of those types of things. And again, that that's a hundred percent songwriting. As for being a ritualistic songwriter, I would say mostly no. There are some comfort things that I like to have. Um, one of the biggest things for me and in, in, in my setup, which has actually been one of the things I'm working on here in Germany while well, I've been over here in Germany with Sarah Jazz, is I like to have all my stuff like in reaching distance. It's like when I have an idea, I want to get that idea out right away. Like anything that's disrupting my momentum is a distraction. And so, like, I just know for me, it's like, all right, I want the keyboard right here. I want the guitar right here. I want to move. I want to be able to, okay, this is the melody idea. Pick it up and go. That is really important for me. So I, I think that's kind of a ritual in some ways. Um, and that's important for me. But I've written songs in hotel rooms. I've written songs in, you know, I, you know when I was on a trip for one of the funerals, I wrote a song while I was there for that, uh, I also wrote a song when I was traveling to my friend Never Muse's wedding and you know, wrote a song while I was there. So uh, I have sp certain specific things, but once those things are kind of taken care of, I can pretty much sit down and write at any time. And how can I do that? This is the best piece of advice any musician has ever given me. This was given me to me by Liam from The Family Crest, one of my favorite bands. I was sitting and having a conversation with him about songwriting and what he said. And his idea, which I advise anyone that's doing, thinking anything with music, is to capture everything. Everything, any idea, any lyric, any whatever, even if you roll over in bed at three in the morning, however you do it, whether it's a notebook. For me, I have two ways that I do it. I have my phone always, and I use this app. I'll even show what it is. It's called Audio Recorder. This is because I'm a techie guy. I have everything's techie. But literally, I have melody ideas. I will hum them into my phone. Da, 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 ba, da, da, da. Sometimes even sing like weird lyrics over it. This is a song. Da, 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 da. And that app, what's great about it is that I have it saved and it saves all that stuff into my Google Drive. So if I'm like, okay, I have two hours to work on a song today. I have tons of ideas that are in that recordings. I have tons of lyric ideas that are laying around. If I only have a short time where I can't screw around a lot, I have all these things and I can just pull stuff into Reaper and listen to it and go, oh, that's an interesting thing or see what catches my mood that day. And I can move really, really fast doing that. So that app, Audio Recorder, just have it saved to a Google Drive and capture stuff all the time. So when I'm in a songwriting state, I have tons of stuff like that. Um, the one thing I don't have, and this is a, another actual thing that I'll tell people a lot, is I don't have a huge folder of incomplete projects. I meet a lot of songwriters and musicians who seem to have that, where they're like, oh, yeah, I have this, song, this folder of like 10 years worth of incomplete projects. 
that tells me like, if you have that right now, I would work on like pick a weekend or pick a deadline and go in and start wiping those out. I actually personally, this is just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. Don't leave that stuff laying around. Like if it's something you don't like, just tuck it in. And I don't like this. I'm never going to work on it again folder, but get in the habit of completing things. Get in the habit of like, all right, I have this idea. I'm going to complete it. Even if it's not as grand as I think it could be, I'm going to finish it because then then you can move on to the next thing. I just think having all that baggage that sits in a folder, that sits in whatever, that isn't just pure ideas or a melody or a lyric, you got to finish that stuff. And so, you know, that's that's another thing that I think helps a lot. But so, yeah, that, that would be my advice for that, if that makes sense. That that all makes sense. I mean, I really, really like the, the what you're talking about, like relying on instinct is so huge because once you do it so many times, it's like, You've, you've just been through that process. Mm -hmm. And that idea of finishing things, like getting in the habit of finishing things, it's it, it's like you're literally recarving new pathways in your brain to finish it. So what's funny oh. about that is that you'll start noticing that it applies to other things in your life. Yep. You'll go out and finish things, other things that you that are just lingering, like that stupid, like the ceiling needs the, a replacement. You know, you got to build in some <laughs> yes, things, I right? Yes, built a ceiling, yes. <laughs> can build a ceiling you know what i mean so like it needed to be done for a long time and it's like uh you you notice that it's like well if you just notice that if i could do this shit i can do that and that was yes. one of the big things when i lost like a gang of weight for the first time is like holy shit i can do anything after going through a whole life of thinking i can't do anything like after i lost like a hundred pounds nice bro we I both was, did it <laughs> hey <laughs> that's where my <laughs> fat boy baby yes. former fats right here yes. um that it, it's it when you when you accomplish something like that like you're literally recarving these new pathways in your brain that yeah. where now every time you go to access the the idea of finishing it's like that is not something that's unattainable or way outside the bounds of reality this is something all i gotta do is start fucking doing it and like your brain just starts going along with it 100 true you can literally talk your brain into loving yourself. Yep, totally true. That really I'm still weird. working on. That is the thing Me I'm too, the worst baby. at. I, I'm Me not too. good at that at all. Me I'm good at loving too. other people. <laughs> but but here's the fun part. It's like, how can you truly love other people when you can't love yourself? I don't believe and, that. And again, this no, no, is some no, no. old man, I get it. Some old no, no, man no. ranting here. I get it. I get it. But but there is there is something where you truly can't be yourself or truly be yourself with someone else if you can't truly love and accept yourself. There is some limitations to it, whether sure. you want to think that that's not true. Obviously, you can love your, love people. I've been in a marriage for for almost, for 10 years. Half of that I haven't loved myself, but I love my wife my very much. My condolences, my friend. I mean, good, <laughs> good for you. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't get married, everybody. It's not It's not necessary. <laughs> we still are asking why. We still ask ourselves, why did we bring the man into this? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's like... When I when we had her on Music Exposed, she was complaining about what you do to her studio. So you know, oh dude, that's just how I'm sweating all over it right now. I'm sweating all <laughs> over the keys. My hands are all wet and gross. Like I'm silently farting into the cushion. So the next yeah, time that she sits down, the the air poofs up. Danny, I know you said you had one more question. If you want to jump back in and and ask that question, that's okay. We'll we'll let it slide. We'll 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 we'll, we'll accept it. Uh, I so hate jump this back so in. Much. <laughs> 
You hate what? I'm sorry, Raina. I'm sorry. I love her comment. <laughs> I, oh, I hate this so much. Oh, yeah, I know, Raina. It's it's not. Tax benefits are okay. Tax benefits. Now, hey, like I said, it's hard in the Midwest. Okay. I tell people this. Midwest. And I imagine it'd be true here in Germany. <laughs> speaking to the weight issue, like I, I feel like a lot of us that live in the Midwest, it's so easy to gain weight there. Because so everything easy. is based around food and super fatty food on top of it, which I'm not. I love fatty food and junk food. Does it? And that kind of thing. And let me tell you, it is easy as hell to put on 20, 30 pounds without even noticing it. You're just like, yeah. oh, pizza and burgers and whatever. And that's all like, you have. Yeah, that's the yep. And that's the thing is like that's the best that's to offer in the Midwest is like pizza and hamburgers yeah. and Culver's and fucking yeah. Timmy Ho's or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's like those, those are like the best. Me and Raina, there's a new Culver's that opened up in our little town here. Yeah. And if there was a line down the fucking road, like a half mile down the road. And I was like, it's like, this is like a, a, a grand opening of this beautiful restaurant. Like, like you know, like in New York City or in LA, they have these <laughs> grand openings of hotels and stuff. This is the Midwest version of that is like, we got a Culver's. Culver's, Chick-fil-A. Cul Chick-fil-A down the street now. I need me there's a Chick-fil-A. Exactly. You, you hear there's building a Walmart down the road. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> We get excited for these things. Yeah, and in the Midwest, sure. like, th there's also the Midwest is, like, there's no mountains. I think in Germany, there's yeah. at least mountains. Yeah, like, there's no mountains here. here there's, there's some mountains, but no, there's, the Midwest is flat. It's cold flat. and gray for six months a year, every year. Yes, yes. Oh, it's sometimes as flat more. as my white ass. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, sometimes more. Yeah, it's the monocloud and, and cold yeah. and garbage right. and yes. and garbage people. And, and my road is littered with Trump flags. And we don't have to get into that, but we, it's yeah. just a weird place. It's just a weird place. Okay, now, you know, uh, Danny, again, if you want to get back in the D, you can definitely come back in and ask your second question. But I'm going to move on with these questions. Uh, how big is it? Music with Mendez ass. Not very big. Okay. Very underwhelming. Very underwhelming. My, Thank my, you for that. It may not be big, but my love is deep. <laughs> um, uh, what's what's it like streaming internationally, aka night drinking during the U.S. mornings? It's weird, and and actually, what I found, my initial findings. Of, I haven't been doing this that long, but my initial findings are my number, my viewer numbers have actually been better. During the day uh, here in here in Europe, I, I, I was actually really surprised. I was really concerned because basically I was flipping my schedule upside down. Right. And I was like, I don't even know. Like normally I can't perform that late and there's all sorts of things like that. Um, and so flipping it was hard. But actually the numbers have been better. But what I've what we've what I've also learned and Sarah seemed to confirm this, too, is although the numbers are higher, I tend to get more subscriptions and donations and financial support in the old spot, hmm. which is wow. which is what's difficult. So numbers will mess with your brain, you know, in this entire streaming game. And that's another thing that's very interesting. Of And I've always felt that Europe would be more receptive to my music overall. There's more of a thriving rock scene over here um, than there is in the U.S. right now. But, hmm. you know, that said, it's just interesting how those things play out. Yeah, numbers and... and <laughs> 
I've heard you and Sarah talk extensively about numbers, and I think yes. you guys even wrote a song about numbers. And yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, like that is something that that fucks with people. And you know, Raina is is uh, she just had that that front page stream, and and yeah. the second stream was was bananas too. It was just like yeah. the the back end results of it was crazy. And so we're like, so are you going to be partner now? Or are, is next week is next week your your number is gonna go right back to where they were? Like what yeah. you know like what is happening what's next, right? Because who freaking knows? Who yeah. knows? Like I am whispering glitter thank you glitter, for how that. are you? Thank you for that raid. Welcome Raider. I'm Welcome, gonna Raider. There we go. There you go. Whispering Glitter is our official screenshot photographer. Nice. Give her some love. Did I ever get my uh, Go Glitter back? I, I redid Glitter because I wanted it to be not DMCA'd or whatever. So I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> but I have a command for Glitter. But no, it don't work. Don't Here, work yet. You know, don't work, don't work. But here, this is for glitter. Here you go, glitter. I, 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 cause I love you. There you go. <gasps> Look at those lips. Look at those lips. I love those <laughs> lips. I don't know what to do it, but I love them. That's Look good. at them. <laughs> That's so stupid. All right. Oh, thank you for that woo, daddy. Uh, I see <gasps> that woo coming. There it is. We got another woo. Uh, okay. Uh, let, 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 we'll move on to another question. So we were just talking about, um, penises and, but, but yes. Mendez has, has actually clarified re- for songwriting. Clarified. It was in regards to songwriting. So. My, my, yes, it's very big, very big. It's a very deep, big passion. BRB, Tammy Wolf, enjoy. Um, let's see, uh, what's it? Okay. So we talked about streaming internationally in the mornings and it's better. Thank you, Danny. I'm going to turn it off though. If you keep, if you keep activating it. <laughs> I appreciate you using it though. Okay, all right. Does it fit inside me, Sarah Jazz? <laughs> yeah. My songwriting. Yes, it fits sure. inside. It fits inside your ears. There it is. There's your. There's your answer. Yes. Uh, one foot or question mark. One foot or question mark. Yeah. Um, well, since I'm in Europe, that'd probably be some sort of weird meter thing. Meter. And it'd, it'd be like centimeters or, you know, it'd be like a hundred centimeters or something. So no feet at all. Centimeters. <laughs> there you go. Centimeters. Uh, okay. God damn it. These are all garbage questions, aren't they? Love it. Thank how, you for the garbage <laughs> questions, chat. How thick are you? I'm pretty thick, especially since Sarah and her family don't have, they love to feed me. So they love to feed me and give me beer. So, you know, the good news is, is that also we've been outside and walking and building ceilings and doing other stuff. So it's not too bad yet, but got to be careful with that behavior because it's up to you fast. Your favorite today. What's going on? Thank you for being here. Nice to see you. Sorry for my last question. It's okay. Yes. Are you? Yes. Very thick Midwest built. Uh, right. Let's see, Long, longer or girthier? Um, hmm. Sarah Jazz. I don't know. There's. I've already said that I really like a, a, a girthy production. I like there to be a lot of things that are in there. You know, I want to make sure that that amount of time is just crammed full of the most inspiration and the most production that I can. 
Um, and I veered away from writing longer songs because I, I used to be someone that I had a bad habit of writing. Like every song was like a six or seven minute song. So I'm going to go with girthier songwriting. Girthier. girthier yeah. You want yeah. something wider rather than longer. Yeah, that's something right. More, something that fills more than like a Shinoda type production. Yes, exactly. That's, that's uh, right. Yes. Keep it, keep it Shinoda, baby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sarah Jazz, for that question. Uh, when are you auctioning off Sarah Jazz? I have lipstick too. Random mystique. I would, I would, I would auction Sarah Jazz off if she was worth anything. Wow, that was that was harsh. <laughs> Look, I got this too. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Shots fired. Shots fired. All right. I love my girlfriend. She's amazing. It's a joke. As, she, as I hear her stomping around the house, I'm yeah. sure she's not really. Son of a bitch! That would Son be actually pretty yes. She's cursing in some weird language we don't understand. Yes, in Portuguese. Uh, yes. Weird language that I don't understand. Uh, who is Silence's biggest fan? Northbound Matt. Oh, man. I, Northbound Matt, I think it's asking that question because it's Northbound Matt. Although I know I saw the fierce debate, and it is a tough debate because Four After says it's it's them. Four yeah, After. Four After Ever is actually in there too because right now I think I think it's it's a, a God. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna say that, I think Four After Ever, Northbound Matt, Sarah Jazz, and actually right now the guy that's been sending me the most plays. And huge shout out to him is International Space Bacon. International Space Bacon has been rocking the silence noise stuff on his stream, and I'm very grateful for that. He he told me he came in my chat the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, I feel like I find something new in your catalog all the time." And I'm like, "I appreciate that you actually listen to the catalog," which Four After Ever does as well, and I know Northbound Matt does too, and I know Sarah Jazz does too. So you know, oh, I'm the biggest fan. Which again, hey, going from no I'm one. You know, and so there's still a lot of days where to me it's like, man, I don't feel like anybody cares about anything that I'm doing or writing or whatever. But to go from zero to going to even four people that I can name right off the bat that I'm like, I know they listen to the song. And I know there's more than that. Like there's there's more than that in my chat that I know, you know, listen to the EPs and love that stuff, you know, and, and that is it's it's just amazing. Like I, I it's still it's, I still forget it sometimes. And go back to my previous way of thinking that I'm a suffering musician that no one cares about, <laughs> which isn't necessarily true anymore. So, right. Which is what, what, which is such an interesting thing about Twitch is that it really is that this platform where you really do build like, and I don't want to embarrass anybody or make anybody feel weird, but like you sort of build your super fans out of that, you know, oh, like, for people sure. are like, you you um you know how they're saying it's like all you need is a hundred super fans and it's like well Twitch is kind of like a way to sort of find those super fans who will support agree. what you do who will buy your albums who will buy your T-shirts who will who will go to your concerts or or your streams and and uh, that's what that's what Twitch has been so awesome about is just finding these amazing people who who actually give a shit and yeah. it's just like from a podcasting perspective it's like I, as a I've been podcasting for six years and to have a 
instant reaction to something rather than have someone email you maybe you know over a course yeah. of five years you know like it's thank you for that woo right now. uh but it's it's like the this i don't know man like i i have, I have an audience but like i I don't know if I have a community and that's what's so weird about it. I have yeah. an audience in this on the on the audio side and it's a decent sized audience. Like uh, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 happy and it's growing even though like yeah. it's all like this Twitch shit right here. It's this. It's growing and that's amazing but like it's not much of a community. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like people are like banding together and talking about episodes and hanging out which by the way I don't I don't need my ego stroke like that. <gasps> You guys don't have to sit around asking about or talking about these episodes, but yes. In any case, it's it's still it's just like it's it's a really weird thing. And Twitch coming to Twitch has really changed that. And it's oh, really for sure. Fun. And Twitch is so awesome for that. Like it, it really is. You know, way more so than as you said. I mean, even YouTube or streaming services or those kinds of things, you don't get the direct feedback. And if you are if you're kind of coming from the traditional music industry. And your your idea of like getting new music out as publicity strategy or promotions or using things like Submit Hub or working with AR and R reps or that kind of thing, you are just constantly faced with negativity. Just constant <laughs> fucking negativity. And Twitch, I think, is is more the opposite. You will encounter far, far, far more positivity than you will negativity. You still get yeah. negativity. And as you said, what you were talking about in, in chat the other day. Yeah, you know, I still have plenty of people that come in and tell me I suck and tell me my voice is bad or tell me, you know, that I'm fat or tell me I have a stupid nose or, you know, that happens. But that's pretty much all you get if you're in the traditional music industry. Like, you don't get no one's going to pat your back about anything for the most part. So (laughs) I think that that's that's, you know, one of the main upsides about Twitch. But Twitch also requires you to kind of put on a a different kind of show, which I think for some performers, I don't feel like every performer is built for Twitch because some people who are a little more introverted or struggle more with kind of keeping the ball in the air and talking or making jokes or however it is that they connect with the audience, it's it's difficult unless you can develop that skill as well. And I, I don't think every performer is necessarily great at that. There are plenty of streamers I you see out there who you know are great at songwriting or great at music, but the streaming side is a bit tough for them. But I I also love that about Twitch that you just get there's so much opportunity for positivity, which is huge. Absolutely, that is such a and it's such a far cry from IRL gigging from IRL oh, yeah. music business. I mean, like I, you know, I remember times where I'm where people are are, are selling their firstborn for a gig, and they'll they'll like mm-hmm. stab you in the back and hate you and talk shit about you and be like, "Oh, that dude sucks. Don't hire him." And like it, it's it, it's it's really weird. Um, it's it, it's just a it's just a weird business to be in. And and yeah. coming to Twitch was just such a like a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh wow, people want to like tell other people about you. It's like. You could go check out this streamer and a streamer oh, sure. shout out other streamers and and everybody's like let's get this game going you know let's fucking let's all partner up and it's- yeah and I think that's two things that are unique about my audience number one is I feel like the vast majority of people that actually watch my stream are other streamers like which is <laughs> unusual because there's a good side and a bad side the good side is is that I feel like the streaming community and a lot of streamers have really embraced what I do and they actually hang out there. But the bad side of it is 
is that they're really busy and they can't be there all the time or they have other stuff going on. So they're not like the typical audience that, that can always just hang out all the time. So right. it's very interesting about that. I really appreciate that. Um, and I don't know why that is. I think it's it's partially because I do some technical things that other streamers don't do um, and invest time in that. And also I maybe, and this is a weird theory, but I think it's maybe that I'm, I'm comfortable just talking about a lot of things that other people aren't, you know, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm willing to, I'm willing to, to go places. A lot of people are not comfortable going um, both when I'm having discussions and when I'm making jokes, you know, I'm just yeah. kind of comfortable enough with myself to not take myself super seriously. Um, and that is the biggest conflict of my stream, which I talk about a lot is the fact that as a human being, I don't take myself super seriously. I like to laugh at myself. I like to make jokes at my own expense. Yeah. I like to do yeah. things like that. But I do take songwriting and my and my music and my art very, very seriously. And so there's always this kind of push-pull between like, am I going too far into the stupid, you know, that people <laughs> won't take my music seriously? Or am I so focused on the serious that I'm being too serious at this point and kind of and kind of moving? that direction and so that's always a conflict on my on my stream too <laughs> yeah it, 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 it happens but you know it, the fun thing is is that it's not like it just stops you just oh my god mighty mighty, mighty. mighty. how dare you mighty mighty Mate. how you doing mighty are, are you feeling okay i hope you're feeling okay today I'm going to turn off the the things. Um, Danny, go ahead and jump back into the Discord if you want to do your... I think your, he just uh, typed his question. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, cool. If you want to type the question, that's totally fine. But uh, if oh, if we're typing, then I'm just going to go straight down the list, Danny. So, okay. Um, that, that's how we do it. That's how we do it. I always say I hope you're lurking, working, twerking, <laughs> or jerking. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh yeah thank you again mighty mighty that was so amazing i'm gonna give you some of this out in the street they call it murder which which i was so disheartened when you said you were not a fan of reggae music i was like oh i'm not a fan of reggae music now uh, i think it's what? because most of the people that i know over the years that listen to reggae music kind of turned me off on it. And so, I admit, I wait, listen to a lot of You're in of the very... California. You're in California. So there's a whole reggae movement in California yeah. that is almost sickening to your stomach when you look at it. When you see a bunch of white kids with dreads fucking jumping around saying, jobless. Uh, I get that. I get that. Uh, you're in, Where are you at in California? Uh, I actually live in northern Nevada. So I live in Lake Tahoe. Oh, never mind. Yeah, oh, okay. so I live basically West right Coast. on the border between California. My bad, and my bad. So oh, no, you're up uh, same, same diff. <laughs> Nevada's a little different. I I'll say that it is, <laughs> a, little it is a little bit different. Yes. A little different from California, but you know, once you go inland in California, it basically turns into Nevada, and and the mindset's about the same as well. So that's an uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely true. The the very coast of California is just just it's sickening but i love it i love it so much it's so sickening and lovable yes. uh do you do you find yourself writing on a particular instrument first or is it pen and paper um i Mendez. i kind of brought this up earlier but for the most mm. part most of my writing most of my ideas kind of start as fragments on my phone or lyrics ideas um that kind of thing but I don't think there is one particular thing. There is a particular structure that once I'm, I've got the melody of kind of where I want to go and I've learned what I want to play or what I want to write, 
I pretty much always will go in order after that. But writing can sometimes start with lyrics for me. It sometimes starts with those things I hum into my phone or fate or kind of little things like that. It sometimes starts with, um, it sometimes also starts with, you know, just random sitting down at a DAW and messing with something and going, man, I like that. That sounds good. And building off of that. But then once I've got that kind of formative melody or like, okay, in my head, I can hear where I want this to go. Normally I start building from the rhythm section up. I actually started vocals are, have always been my primary instrument. I'm a vocalist first, but the first instrument I played was drums. So for me, I normally build up from bass. So normally I'll record the bass and track that first. I'll record the drums after that. So I build up the rhythm section and then I start building on top of that. So once I've got the idea, I'm almost always doing that. Um, unless there's like some really foundational guitar lift, guitar lick or something like that. But for the most part, once I start doing that, it kind of goes in order. Danny, go ahead. Uh, go ahead with your call-in. We're, we're going to take Danny online. Danny online, oh, six, please. Danny's back to breathe and make make noises. Um, okay. Um, my question's for you. We speak good English. Okay, okay. go ahead. Um, who was your first follower? Who was my first follower? Okay, that that's pretty easy. That was Raina Mystique because we start because we both started. Uh, we both. Uh, well, she she signed up for an account long before me. She's she's had an account for like three years, but um, yeah, she was my first, and then probably yeah, I don't even know who then, the second one, but I know it was Raina because she's my wife and I'm her mod and she's my mod. Yeah. Cool. But then Thank who you, was your second? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. I think it, it was probably Whispering Glitter. I bet it was Whispering Glitter who was my second. Because yeah. Whispering Glitter has been a part of the Raina crew since day one. So it was either Whispering Glitter, Mighty Mighty, or or Wallace, who is my other mod who never comes here ever. So, <laughs> but there you go. Thank, thank you so much, Danny. I appreciate the questions. Um, thank you for being here. Anyways, so we'll we'll keep moving down this list of questions. <laughs> is yeah. is fifty is fifty drummers? Uh, yeah, mod shade. Now I love Wallace, but he he has a life and whatever. Uh, is fifty drummers overproduced? Fifty drummers. Fifty drummers. Like like are you talking about like human drummers? Or are you talking about fifty like different drums stacked on top of each other? I mean, if you were gonna be honest about most producers these days, which this isn't necessarily me, if they had fifty drummers, they'd probably just throw out all the drum tracks and put samples in anyway. So <laughs> exactly. That's probably we would happen anyway. They'd be like, oh, fifty drum tracks. Now I can use these fifty samples that I have and can use that instead. And they'll be like, Yeah, this is the sound of fifty drummers. Um, no, I, I don't, uh, for me, overproduced is, is just kind of being really excessive with intricacy would be what I would say. Cause 50 drummers, if you have 50 drummers, you really can't do that much with the rhythm. The rhythm has to be simple enough for 50 drummers to play in time together. So with that, it's never going to be anything too crazy to do. Um, uh, yeah. So no, not yeah. really. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it is either because it's really all about what you're trying to achieve. I mean, now if you're going to have 50 drummers that sound like 50 drummers doing different things that are all offbeat and out of order, then it's going to sound like fucking... What's that? What's that terrible John Coltrane album uh, that everyone thinks is genius, but it's just a bunch of noise? Interstellar space. It's gonna sound like Interstellar <laughs> space. I'm sorry. I love Coltrane. All right. I'm all about the train, but Interstellar space can suck a fat one. It's wow. just. Yeah. But uh, then again, I love bitches brew. So you know, yeah, whatever. Anyways, yeah, I hate it when Dutch I'm strangling turkeys on my album. <laughs> Blah, blah. <laughs> hey, I love Coltrane, man, but that is garbage. Uh, all right, uh, let me see. Uh, Danny says, why you thick? <laughs> uh, we already answered that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And are you very thick? And we answered that as well. Yes. Uh, is that a custom chair, Random Mystique? Uh, I don't think so. This is Sarah Jazz's chair. It is a custom chair condom, I refer to this as. Um, it's a very provocative thing, um, but no, I don't think it's a custom chair. Is it just a regular gaming chair with a the yeah, it's pink like condom? It, with a with a grandma blanket on it, or like it's mm. like a knitted grandma grandma knitted this just it's just perfect. for you. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. I, I just for everyone. Everyone says that I have a posh chair. It look, they say it is pretty posh. posh. That's got some fancy carvings and stuff in it. Yeah, it, I it can't imagine a... that it's that comfortable for that long, though. Is that is that a comfortable? It's chair? actually not bad. I mean, it's a kitchen chair. We're just in here. Okay, yeah, it's not that comfortable. No, it's not. It's not. But it's like what we had laying around, and now that everyone calls it posh, we kind of like it. You like it? Yeah, I have a kitchen <laughs> well, yeah. chair that we use in our other kind of office space here, and it's the most horrible chair in the world. It actually looks kind of like that, but it's like. You can basically get 30 minutes of use out of it before your back is dead. Oh, dude, I got this bulging disc in my neck, so, like, this fucking uh, whole thing goes numb. It's amazing. It's pretty that's cool. That's awesome. Old, old yeah, person so, problems. I love that. Yeah, midlife. Yes. Uh, instead of get, <laughs> instead of a, it's the Midwest, midlife Midwest, uh, instead of getting a, um, instead of getting checked out with my bulge, I just bought an electric drum set. Same thing. Um, let's see. You called in, Danny. Thank you for that. What do you do when you feel low about yourself and start having doubts? That's a very good question. Thank you, Sarah Jazz. Put it into the song. I think that's kind of a simple answer, but I'm, for me, and this is just my personal perspective, it's, I tend to resonate more with kind of darker music and darker songs and darker themes lyrically and that kind of thing. Um, so a lot of that stuff for me goes right into the lyrics of my songs and the lyrics are incredibly important for me in songwriting. Um, you know, again, because I'm a vocalist first and so what I'm singing is important to me and normally has, has meaning. So yeah, I think that kind of the most important thing is to put it into your song. And then if you're asking that from a, how do you get stuff done perspective, which I kind of brought up before, you know, really at that point, it's you know, kind of put as much of that energy into your music as possible and then give yourself a deadline and force yourself to finish something. That's, that's kind of like what I, that's what I do. And, you know, again, for me, I feel like writing as much as I was about grief and death and some of the things I was experiencing was really cathartic for me. It's still cathartic for me to perform those songs sometimes, you know, like where I'll perform those, you know, and it'll, it'll remind me of, what's being expressed in that moment. So, yeah. Solid answer. Solid answer. Thank and you. Mendez already called in. 
Yeah. And Sarah has a nice, smart-ass little remark here. Uh, yeah. Why does WSEG need questions from Chet instead of having his own? Well, to answer your question, Sarah, I don't really have any questions. I just sort of talk to people. But just so I could answer this 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 asshole of a question. <laughs> no, I'm not calling her an asshole, by the way. I love Sarah. Uh, feel free. It's fine. But that question is an asshole. We all know who but, Sarah Jazz is around here, and we, we know the truth. Um, I thought it was a good idea. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Sarah. Shut the fuck up, Sarah. Uh, the, yes. the, uh, uh, I did that because I thought it would be nice for people, especially when I have streamers on, uh, so they can um, ask questions instead of just randomly throwing them in chat and then trying to do that and ignoring chat. It's just a way of incorporating people, and sometimes nobody uses the questions, and sometimes... Like like this right here, we have Everybody a lot of has questions. questions which I <laughs> Everybody has that. questions about dicks and stuff. So yeah, I love yeah. it. Thanks yeah. for the valuable questions. I appreciate that chat. <laughs> very valuable. We're learning a lot today. We're learning yes. a lot today. So I, I I don't usually go into these things um, uh, prepared. I do sometimes, but I don't usually go into this with like a set of questions because I think it's kind of a because I want it to be like a conversation. I want it to yeah. be natural and stuff. So uh, that's why. That's why. Uh, uh, you know what? I saw that Kuya put in a question too, and um, he didn't use fresh bars, which is fine. But I want, just so it doesn't get lost, how long has Silence been streaming? You I've been streaming for, I believe it's two years next, two years next month. It's either two mm -hmm. years the end of March or two years um, the beginning of April. So we're right, we're getting right into the time. Actually, I have it saved in my calendar, but yeah. Uh, so just about two years. Nice. Moving Dutchman, I saw that you put in a Baby Yoda interview, so we will get to that, I promise. <clears throat> we will get to your uh, Baby Yoda interview. So uh, Baby Yoda has uh, questions for silence, so. March 22nd, uh, by the way, for anybody that was curious, that's March 22nd will be two years. Wow. There you go. There you Two go. years, baby. Ready to go. If there's no notebook or phone around and you only have my body and pen, where would you write your song idea? Sarah Jazz. Oh, Sarah's asking that? <laughs> yes. Man, this is a question that, that every, you know, I'm evaluating my situation right now and every potential answer I can give will get me in trouble. Like, because every answer I'm going to give like it just gets more and more crass in my brain. For those of you who want to know what the experience is like in being a, of being in my brain, it's normally just this this sliding scale of inappropriate things to say. It's like you know if you've ever seen the original Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's like the woman knocks on the door and you see the dialogue options, and he lands on like "fuck you, asshole." It's like yeah. that's my brain is doing that with all the most horrible things that you can say. And so, you know, what I would say is that Sarah is very tall and I write a lot of lyrics. So I would probably use her back because there's a lot of it. There you go. Every other joke I would make would be a fat joke. So we'll move on. Yeah, <laughs> how, how do you learn to love yourself? Any rituals? That's a good one, Sarah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a practice, like you said, just like anything else. Um, as someone that's been very good at training other people to do that and has had brief periods of breakthrough in my life for it, it's kind of like a discipline like anything else. If you are not someone that 
innately loves yourself, which I am not that person, I don't innately love myself, then you have to kind of develop a discipline. Bishop, to, get uh, ready to, for Yoda! And say like, how do you- Okay, it's coming up point, next. And I, I don't think it's realistic to jump from like where I'm at and a lot of other people where you like loathe yourself or hate yourself to love yourself, but just focus on like small incremental gains. So, you know, don't be like, all right, I hate myself and tomorrow I'm gonna love myself. Just focus on, all right, what's one thing I can do a day to 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 reward myself or to, or to do something positive for myself, whatever that thing is. And then once you've got the hang and it's easy for you to do one thing a day that's positive for yourself, ramp that up to two. And then once you got the two, ramp it up to three. And then, you know, from there, start moving that into, you know, kind of a, a discipline like that. And be realistic about it. I'll call you, Bishop. Human psychology and neuroscience and all sorts of things prove that really it you, takes bud. 21 days uninterrupted to establish any type of new habit. And it takes 90 days for anything to become a routine. So if you are a person that's working on yourself and you want to do the steps that I just gave you, it has to go 21 days uninterrupted of doing that one positive thing for yourself. And if you mess up and you're like, one day you forget, like Saturday you forget, that means you are back at day one. So that means when you start again on Sunday, it's a 21 days because you're, again, start you're trying to work early. on your brain. So start early. yeah, that's, that's, you have to do it that way. And just expect it to take time. It's not, it's not something that happens overnight. I would like to also interject on this and just yeah. put in my own little two cents because I, um, um, I, um, hold on just a second. Hold on, bud. Um, the uh, meditation has been very helpful for me in this mm -hmm. sense. And, um, part of my mantra is, is, um, uh, so how I do it, and I actually double up, on, and I practice belly breathing because I'm trying to get be better at singing, because I'm a terrible singer, and that's okay, but I'm getting yeah. better. Uh, so I actually have made it into a belly breathing exercise, and I so I, I breathe in four, and then I exhale eight, and so I've come up with this mantra that fits the syllables with the count, yeah. and the the, the 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 mantra is, I love myself, or so I can love other people. And I'll just yeah. keep saying that. So out, I'll be, so, yeah. or I'm sorry, in, it's like, I love myself. So, and then, so I can love other people. So yeah. it's eight counts. And, and it's just my meditation mantra. It's just what I do and it and it helps and it sounds stupid. And like if I heard someone say that, I would make fun of them. Um, but I but but now that I I guess at this point I wouldn't make fun of them because that would be just ultra rude. No, I don't either. And I, I was probably a person that honestly did used to make fun of them and then yeah, exactly. I've, I've I've had a lot of I I've I love meditation. There are lots of times in my life where I've been very dedicated to it, and then there are sometimes I'm I forget about it and then I come, right. I kind of always come back to it. So right. I totally think it has a ton of, a ton of benefits. Yeah, totally. So we have a, uh, we have a baby Yoda, um, baby Yoda. a baby Yoda interview. So baby Yoda, are you there? Baby Yoda. Can you hear me? <laughs> there he is. Baby Yoda, everybody uh, talking to the microphone, baby Yoda, baby Yoda. Do you have a question for the silence noise? Okay. Okay. What is it? Do you like? Do you like 
Chinese food. I love Chinese food. I'm all about that Chinese food life. And I asked another thing to everyone in chat. Okay. To my friend Saucy's Okay, so 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 okay, so Yoda is shouting out his friend Saucy. Saucy Chicken Nugget is a music is a is a nice. gamer on Twitch, so he's he's shouting out Saucy. So, uh, Raina, can you shout out Saucy for for us? Uh, so, okay, Baby Yoda, and now Silence, do you have a question for Baby Yoda? Hmm, Baby Yoda, why do people like Star Wars so much? Because Star Wars puts out good stuff. There it is, everybody. <laughs> okay. Thank you there so you much, go, Baby, Yoda. Baby Yoda. Everybody, give him a round of applause. Yay. Thank you, Baby Yoda. You have a great rest of your day. All right, we need the one last clap. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so there you go. Everybody, Baby Yoda. I hope you enjoyed that, uh, whatever that was. All right. Uh, Will Mike get a second chance? At your affections, your favorite today. Guaranteed. Because Guaranteed. we have ideas. We have ideas coming up. Obviously, we kind of run sister shows, you know, where obviously we do music exposed, you do this, there, and you know, so we definitely want to do that. You were um, fucking amazing on the show that we were on. And we have we have we have a couple of <laughs> concepts of things that we're working on. Um, one of which in particular I know you will be perfect for. So we would as long as you want to be back, we absolutely want to have you back. Of course, of course. I, I had so much fun. I had yes. so much fun. And it was nice to sort of take a departure from whatever, you know, from the regular thing because it was just, yes. uh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, look at those lips. Look at those lips. I love, I love those lips. What is even happening with those lips? I love them. Like All right. Uh, thank you for that question, your favorite today. Would you rather have sex or never be able to write songs again, Sarah Jazz? Wait, what's that? so? Would I rather have sex, or so like never? I'm choosing between sex and sex writing songs. And there you go. I would write songs. You write? Wow. Yeah. That that's pretty. That's pretty deep. Because I mean, I, I, I like. Don't get me wrong. I I like. I love sex, and it's amazing. But I also think that it it doesn't. It's not creating something lasting necessarily unless you have kids but you know even then, <laughs> it's like it's like even then you know it's it's a different kind of experience so yeah that's my answer amelia ray music welcome welcome good to see you thank you for being there. here it's always, always nice to see amelia everybody go give some love to amelia because uh she's pretty badass i'm gonna go and, give some um, love to amelia here we go Oh, Rain already did it. Okay. Uh, Amelia and, and also Kuya. I don't know if Kuya is still in here, but uh, Kuya is incredible. Kuya McKnight is such an amazing human being and a wonderful singer Followed. and um, piano player. Love him. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, that one's hard for me because I do, put, I do put like sex like way higher than it should be to like yeah. probably an annoying point. Like it's probably annoying to my mate uh but it, it, it so i don't know i i think i think i think that's a hard one for me i write songs and i love writing and it's a really big part of my life 
but I do so many other things. I think I could go without writing a song just to get my nut off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you and you and Sarah understand each other. You know what? Hornballs. Hornballs. No, dude. Hornballs are are. Dude, I I I understand a hornball. I don't know if Sarah's a hornball, but I, I can tell you right yes. now that. Okay. Well, I know I know that there's 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 Sarah on stream, and then there's Sarah in real life. So it's uh, it's I, worse I gotta... in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Okay, so that that's done. Uh, are you single? Okay, there you go. Yes, uh, that's because Sergio. I'm not married. And we had this debate on Sarah's stream today that when you are not married, you are still single. It doesn't matter if you have a partner or whatever. You're still single until you get married or engaged. That's true. Until the man is involved, you you are single. I, but you could jizz all over some blank sheet music and have the best of both worlds. You do that. That's true. You could. I mean, it was... I don't, yeah, okay, we're going with it. Yeah, we'll just, yeah. that's how we do it. This is how we do it. I feel like it. you'd end up with a lot of bar chords, though. <laughs> I love that Sarah, <laughs> it's all Sarah questions. <laughs> oh, Sarah geez. has infiltrated the show from afar. I love, I love it. Uh, if you don't want, if you don't want to bang the musician, are you even a real fan? Yes. There's plenty of musicians I love that I have no, that they're not even good to look at. <laughs> Let alone, <laughs> would you want to bang them? You don't know where they've been. By the way, everybody, we got a live music stream coming up on March 7th. At, uh, it's a Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to do my midlife crisis and play the drums uh, poorly, and then I'll play piano kind of okay, and the and the guitar, um, not great, but I'm going to be doing all three. Do so it. come through and hang out. It's going to be JT and the the Conspiracy. Stupid name. Very stupid name, but, awesome. you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's what we're doing. And that's because of Jason Black. You can find his music right there in chat. Come through, right? Songs. <laughs> Yes. All right, Amelia. Uh, if Other Glow and Northbound Matt are streaming at the same it's time, it's who question. would you rather watch? I'd have both tabs open. Yeah, because you can have up often. to two. Yeah, you can have up to two. That's easy. Yeah. That was easy. Can Silence express my apologies to Northbound Matt, please? Who did it? No. Raina, you have yeah. to do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what being an adult is, bar chords. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, what do you do when you feel like dying and wanting the world to leave you alone? Also, do you like glitter, Sarah Jazz? I pretty much never feel like I want the world to leave me alone. It's pretty rare for me because I'm more of an extrovert. I mean, I, I do have, you know, occasional times where I'm more introverted, but in general, I'm an extrovert and I want to be around people. And I feel much more alive when I'm around people. Um, so I don't really feel that often. And glitter is the herpes of the craft world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he said it. He said it. It's true. Let's just, just be let's just be honest, you just, okay? You just made Mrs. Artsy Pants like like lose her entire soul. You just stole Mrs. Artsy Pants' soul. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll give it back, Artsy Pants. 
what is something you appreciate about your life as it is right now? I, oh, I see. I see the game, sir. So it's like stupid question, asshole question, then legit question. question. Yes. Stupid question, asshole question, legit question. Um. Okay, sorry. Give me the question one more time. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> what is something you appreciate about your life as it is right now? Oh, man. If I look at where my life is right now compared to where it was a couple of years ago, I'm in a much better place. I'm I'm incredibly appreciative of the fact that people listen to and even sometimes respect my my songwriting and, and respect my music and respect what I'm doing. Obviously, that's that's very it's just something that still some days it's it's hard to imagine and recognize that that's what's going on. So the fact that, you know, I, I, I am a person that I struggle a lot with comparison and comparing myself to other streamers and comparing myself to other people. And yes, I've been streaming for two years and a ton of the people that started streaming after me or around the same time have gone on to be partners or they have huge audiences now or they're on the front page or they're doing whatever. And so sometimes I'm looking at that stuff, but then, you know, I need the perspective of remembering like, yeah, again, three years ago now, I can remember what it felt like to be staring out the window and hadn't written a song in 10 years and had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And I was like, all right, I can't even remember what it's like to even want to wake up in the morning. So it's like, I sometimes need to remind myself of that. Cause once you get in the game and you get into the Twitch stuff, it's really hard not to look at those numbers or compare yourself to other people or like, you know, and I'm guilty sometimes of like looking at people's streams and I'm like, why the fuck are 150 people watching this person or like whatever. Like I'm, I'm, and I admit that's a horrible way to think, but sometimes my brain, my brain loves to do that where I'm just like, man, I don't get it. But then you know, I also I also am incredibly grateful for what I have and, you know, for being able to list that many people even that I know listen to the music and are passionate about it and know what I'm doing. And and when I do have a new release, I, they're going to be passionate about that. And that's that's amazing. Yeah. I, I By the way, I do that, too. I, I look at certain streamers. I was like, why are people even giving a shit about what this person is <laughs> yes. doing? Yes. Um, one point that I love that Sarah made, um, I think it was on Music Exposed, where she was saying, and we even talked about it on this show, is about how some there there's some musicians on Twitch that that uh, are are amazing. They come from the real life gigging world. They have this whole repertoire. They have an act that you know, and it's only expanding because of Twitch and. And then there's there's the others who wouldn't make a fucking penny performing on stage at mm -hmm. a bar. Or, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't even have a chance or, or if they did have a chance, it'd, it'd be very rare. So right. I, 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 I love that, that she pointed that out and it yeah. might sound mean, but I think it's really cool because that means that even if you are someone who's just fucking around in a bedroom player and you want to get outside of that... There is somewhere for you to go, and there's somewhere for you to go and express yourself. Now, if I saw you fucking yep. at a bar somewhere, I wouldn't be mean, but I would definitely be passing massive amount of judgment if you're up on stage <laughs> sounding like you do on your street. Yeah. So, you know, it's and just... And I would, I would have that issue, too. Like, I'm, I certainly know that that's a massive benefit of being me. The fact that technology has come as far as it has to where I can basically be a, a Trent Reznor. I can be a one-person mm -hmm. project or one-person right. band. Watching me perform live 
And it's part of why I put so much development into my stream visuals as well, because for the most part, if it were stripped down and it was just me with a guitar and a backing track, that'd be boring as shit after a couple of hours. And for the most part, your average stream is two, three, four hours, and you got to be able to fill that. So, you know, it'd be the same for me of if I'm go if I were going to do a stage performance, which Sarah and I are talking about, I'd either need a band and, and to hire musicians to do that kind of thing, or I would need to put a lot of intensive focus into the visuals. So I, mm -hmm. I certainly know that I'm a person that benefits from that. But after I see random sensitive acoustic guitar streamer number 7,427 on Twitch that has 10 million views. <laughs> I kind of get irritated, but you know, again, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I heard it and I brought the same thing up when we talked about the quote you're talking about where I said that, and I love this quote that most songwriters become songwriters because they have great taste that they have very, I, I have very specific taste in what I like and what I don't like. And there, there's types of music that I'm super into and that that's what I groove with. And then there's some that I just, I don't like it. It doesn't resonate with me at all. You know, over the years, I've gotten a lot better about not calling that shit bad music because I was definitely that guy for a long time. It was just like, oh, you listen to, you listen to Britney Spears. Fuck you. You know, it's, now <laughs> yeah, I can, exactly. I can understand that to some extent, but at the same time, you know, that's kind of my, that's my, my thought about it of like, Everybody that's a songwriter does it because they have great taste. They have some sort of taste in something and whatever that is, that's where the direction they should keep going. Yeah. Everybody go follow Wooby too. I know he popped in for a second. Uh, he might be streaming right now. He likes to pop in while he's streaming, but nice. uh, go, go follow him. We'll probably be raiding Wooby. He is a DJ uh, out of the UK. And the he's the DJ. Be, and Wooby is going to be on the show this Monday, this coming up Monday. Oh, nice. So come through and hang out with the woobster and me uh i love Wooby very much and he's the only person that i'm going i would break my sobriety for oh. at this point yeah yeah seven eight years seven years and i'm gonna go drinking with Wooby. i don't give up a uh <laughs> so uh there you go that, that's a little fun fact for everybody uh Mm, okay, that was very good. All right, for any streamer and host and guest, do you have written goals for the stream? Yes. Example, followers slash month. Yes. You know, for me, I, I, a reasonable goal, and I smashed it this year, is to double. Um, nice. And normally doubling, around doubling is what I'm focused on. And I'm about to come into my into my point where it's time to start looking at that again. And I've I, again, I, I smashed that in last year which I'm very grateful for because my stream grew by, oh my God, probably 10 times last year where it was when I started, mm -hmm. um, which is an incredible amount of growth. And in any other industry, you know, in any other thing, if I ran a, if I were looking at this as a business or anything else, 10x growth, I'd just be throwing money at that thing and be like, holy yeah. shit, like this, you, you should be doing that. You know, and mm -hmm. it's, again, that's where the comparison messes with you of sometimes I'll look at people who had a hundred times growth and I'll be like, I suck. But at the same time, I had 10x growth last year. And so I, I think sticking to that trajectory, like next year I want to double. So that would obviously mean um, that obviously mean doubling the followers and and followers. The other thing about follower number to some degree is that I think it's kind of a, a, a it's a vanity metric. It's not a super useful metric to how successful your stream is. You do need new followers to keep your stream healthy because people come and go. 
Like, so even your most loyal, dedicated people that are there every stream will transition in time. And so having some new followers all the time is really important because as the old followers fall off, you need new followers to come in and take their place. That's really critical. So when you're looking at followers, that's why it's important to have followers. But one of the things that I pride myself on with my stream and that I feel really good about and people make comments about it is my ratio of viewers to followers is actually really high of like I, I average what a lot of streamers who have five, 10, 50,000 followers have, which is incredible. Like, and I love that of the people that actually watch me and get into what I'm doing and choose to follow me tend to come and hang out, which that is great. Whereas for a lot of streamers, that's not the case. They'll have you on in the background at work or they'll, they'll whatever. So I feel very fortunate for that of, you know, I have a much slower growth curve in that regard, but I have a much, a very nice loyalty curve. Um, and yeah, I do have, I do have written goals. I, it's, I think written goals are absolutely critical. Um, you know, and then I, you know, I have specifics for music and the other thing that I did this year, which if you guys want to go check it out, um, I don't know if I can post links in your chat without being banned. Um, um, you can send it to me in the discord. I don't think you can, uh, or yeah, you can just, whisper it just to at the silence noise. It's just the silence noise.com. So oh yeah. I think I have that in your, in your thing. Yeah. It's, at the silence noise.com. There you go. Um, one thing that I did was I, um, I did a breakdown, a public breakdown of 2020. And I went back and I posted kind of all the big achievements and all the things I did. It took me a long time to do. It took me a, a few hours and all that stuff. But a lot of people who set goals don't actually go back and look at what they accomplished and say, like, did yeah. I achieve the goal or not? It, and, yeah. you know, even if you don't achieve the goal, you want to go back and look at what you accomplished and get some perspective over what you were doing, you know, especially for when you're feeling down, because doing that project will make you realize just how much you've done. And for me, that was really, really important to me was to was to have that goal and then to go back and put down what I did. And so if you guys want to see that, when you go to thesilencestories.com, it's the first thing right at the top of the site. That's my 2020 year in review. I'll actually probably replace it with this once we post this, but um, that'll be, that's right at the top of the site. So if you want to see like, oh, uh, what did we do? You can see that and then just steal it and use that same format for yourself. <laughs> like legit, just do the same way I broke it down and everything and, and that might. I love that. And, and the silence noise is up there along with uh, his socials and YouTube. Go yes, follow him you. up. Give him thank some you. follows. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, the, the, I love, I love Twitch in the regards of how, uh, how exact and how, uh, how detailed they uh they give you your, your analytics i know it's a little weird and like some of the numbers don't always match up but yeah, the sure. amount of information that they give you i've never been on a platform that's laid out such a clear path for growth like you can literally go and pinpoint the exact moment where the dip of the which for me it's always like we're talking about music streaming all good and then politics boom yes, and like yes. you can you can go and you can actually see like at this moment, people are out and, and, and you can, and it's the whole curve and then you can see where it kind of comes back up. And for me, it's when I start talking about like real issues like censorship and, and, yeah. it, you know, race and shit and people get all weird about things. And it's like, I'm not going to change the way I'm fucking doing things because I, I don't care. People need to talk about this thing. It's, it's not talking about these real issues is how you get extremism. So True. I will continue to keep talking about this shit, but... 
It's not always required and we don't always have to end up there and it can be a fun, friendly conversation, which is another lesson I'm learning from uh, analytics. (laughs) You don't have to talk about the dreariest things in the world. Um, But I I am curious on how you, if you do have a plan set in motion to double for this year and what that is. Yeah, I mean, for me, the the key is to continue. Um, Collabs have always been the biggest part of what I do. Mm -hmm. And the way I do collabs for the most part is music exposed, but we're ramping that up this year. Uh, you know, Sarah and I obviously do a lot of work together um, because we just have a really good performance synergy and we work really well off each other. Um, so a couple things, obviously, if the world opens back up, Sarah and I have actually talked about doing a physical tour that we want to tour and we want to, we want to play shows together. Professional touring like musician, Sarah J. Exactly. Professional touring <laughs> musician. So I too can tell stories about being on tour. Um, which is the only reason I want to do it. I don't care about being successful. Yeah. I just want to be able to tell people that I was on tour. I did um, tours. Yeah, I've been on tour. No, but that is one of them. Um, we're, we're ramping up the collabs, as I mentioned. Um, the one thing about Music Exposed that we found, and you already mentioned on your show, you have it seems like you have repeat guests and you have people come back. Mm-hmm. We don't do the show as often as you do, though. So, And mm-hmm. obviously, we're... We, we're at the point where still we could probably go another year or two years without having a repeat guest. Um, And that's a big problem because a lot of the audience only sees you once and that's only one opportunity for people to see you, which is bad from a marketing perspective. Mm -hmm. So we've got other ideas to be able to start bringing music streamers back for other things, but not do the same thing again, because bringing somebody for an interview over and over and over is boring too. So, you know, doing different types of collabs, um, is a big thing. I'm also, um, the last EP that I did was actually a full collab EP. Every track on it had a collab with the Twitch streamer. Um, and that was a challenge to myself because every song I'd always written was always totally by myself, you know, written and completed by myself. Um, and so that was a huge thing. I definitely want to do more of that. Um, Sarah and I are actually working on some music, but I love working with Alice Little Alien as well. Highly, I couldn't recommend her enough to be on the show. Two, if you if you can interview her, she's another amazing musician and would make total sense for this. But I definitely want to work with her again. Um, I'm producing Northbound Matt's album, so um, I'll be working on that with him. I want to do more production this year, too, which is mm-hmm. I, I have not done a lot of production of other people's work. And it was a total blast to do that for Northbound Matt. Um, and I think he was really happy with the results of what I did on the first track we worked on. So we're working on that. Um, so for me, really, it's it's doubling down on the collabs and it's getting more strategic about how we do them, being able to bring you know more people back on a repeated basis. Um, I'm also strategic about who I raid and, and decisions like that. Um, I, I'm very specific about my tastes and personally, my kind of end game with Twitch and what I've always said is that I wanted to build a, a venue on Twitch, essentially, where in the traditional music world, it's uh, I, since you've spent a lot of time in it, the way that independent acts get big is by touring with larger acts. You go mm-hmm. on tour, you know, and that's how people discover you and find out about you, or other people introduce you to their audience, and that's how you do it. Collabs are essentially the same thing, but I want to have that ability you know, as my audience continues to grow and as Music Exposed continues to do its thing and we move on and we've done some festivals and things like that to where I want to be able to say, okay, you're a streamer with, you know, 50 followers and and no history of doing this, but you're good and you've got original music and you want to get the word out to put you on a stage and be like, here, here's your stage. And, and be able to do that as kind of a promoter 
because for me, I, I, I realize that that's something that is in some ways is sorely lacking in the streaming world. Like, yes, there's raids and there's things like that, but it's just not the same. Like, and for the most part, your secret to success in streaming right now is you gotta, you know, have either a big opportunity or have a big streamer take interest in you, which is similar, but there's no real system for that. Like, it's just like, you have to get lucky. You have to get lucky and, oh, Mr. Greggles followed you and dropped a 4,000 person raid on you or autopilot <laughs> raided you or whatever. You have to get lucky which I want to have more of an ability to say, all right, you know, we have a stage or a venue, whatever, virtual venue where you can mm -hmm. come to and you can play original music. We're all about that and take that out and do something different. Because again, the vast, if the bulk of Twitch music is busking. It's playing covers. It's, it's very specific to that. So that's kind of my end game for what I'm doing. Because again, original music, I, I bring this up on Music Exposed a lot, but in, in real life, if I have the choice, on a Friday night, you know, I got some free time and I'm choosing between going to see a cover band and going to see an indie rock band or an indie band. I would choose the indie band every time. Like that's just yeah. my taste. And so yeah. I, I want to see more of that on Twitch and more of original stuff and an opportunity for original artists to flourish. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that, that is one thing that's sorely lacking on this, on this platform is original music and, and uh, yeah. people who, who are, are doing just straight up original music. Um, it, what, what's really awesome is like for Raina's stream is that her original music is starting to get requested like more often than not. Love that. And uh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I could see the challenges of coming into this as just an original streamer, you know, like people come and they want to hang out and maybe they want to hear Brown Eyed Girl or, you know, the name, whatever. Wonderwall, whatever it is, fucking yeah. Freebird. And now Wonderwall. And now Wonderwall. Yeah, it was Freebird, yeah. now it's Wonderwall, which is very funny. Uh, but but yeah, man, I mean, that is a challenge because people are coming, they want to hear the hits, and, and and then or whatever they're doing, they just want to hear the hits. And it's like busking, like you said. You're just yeah. sort of like, here I am, throw money at me if you want. Uh, yeah, it, it's... I think that was, my feeling on that, though, is that those are and this is just my belief. There is yeah. some crossover, but it's my belief that those are fundamentally different audiences, which is why yeah, I made okay, a conscious yeah. choice when I was starting not to do covers. And I know yeah. a lot of people gave, gave me tons of shit and I could sell out. I made a joke that I'll, I'll do like a fundraising goal at some point to do a sellout stream where I just play popular covers. And I have a running gag on my stream where you can donate sixty nine dollars. And I made a mashup because I feel like I make a joke that every single Twitch streamer I watch plays Zombie by the Cranberries and Creep by Radiohead. Right. Um, there's a few other songs, but those are the two that I hear all the time. And I've heard them right. so much from other Twitch streamers that I'm sick of them. So I made a I made my own cover of it, which it's just a straight cover, but I mashed the two songs together. So it's the instrumental track from Zombie and me singing <laughs> Creep over it. And it's called Zombie. And I don't really like either of those songs and I don't like to play them, but if you donate $69 on my stream, I will play, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll play Zombie immediately. Yeah. And, it's, and sometimes people show up to my stream and just bomb Zombie over and over. But the nice. reason I, I do that is I just personally, I believe that when I think about people that I met in indie music scenes or that followed indie bands or that were touring with those people, you know, big fans of the bands, 
they're just a fundamentally different audience than the dude that shows up and screams Freebird in the audience. <laughs> like, and, and the people that I, I, like what you said earlier, your goal as an independent band is to get that hundred, five hundred thousand very loyal followers that love your music. And I don't think you're going to find those, just my opinion. A lot of people can disagree, you know, focusing predominantly on covers and throwing originals in that way, because you're going to attract more people that come because they want to hear you play creep or they want to hear you do that. And so to me, the more I thought about it and I just said, what are my priorities here? I just went, eh, like, I don't, I would be very unhappy being a jukebox that's playing song list requests and occasionally playing my own original music. And I would, that would, I know that would make me quit. Like I, I just wouldn't enjoy doing that as much as what I enjoy doing. Um, but yes, I, uh, zombie is a thing on my channel and as it's, it's true. And it's still going. Uh, one more thing before we move on to the next question. Sure. I, I talked to a streamer who who's finding a lot of success right now. And they're they're they were like, I'm done hanging out in friends streams. Yeah. I'm done hanging out in these small streams. Like they 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 go and hang out in like their subs, if their subs like hang out and, and you know, like if they're subs, like and they're a smaller stream, they'll go and 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 hang out and stuff. But for the most part, they only go to bigger streams and make their presence known in bigger streams. Uh and and then choosing the right raids as well. And and they have seen exponential growth. Uh, especially when it comes to getting raids by these bigger streamers going and networking in these bigger spaces. And, and I mean, it's not easy for everybody, but if you can do it, if you can network up and, and, and really connect because you can also go on their social medias, which is a really funny thing too, is that some streamers can have, you know, 50,000 followers on Twitch, but have like 500 followers on Instagram. Their Facebook right. is pretty much nothing. Their Twitter presence, like their online presence is trash. But on this one thing, on this one platform, it's it's there. So so going outside of, of the actual stream, because it's hard to talk to like autopilot if you're just coming in like, hi, autopilot, I, I want to get to know you on a on a closer level. It's like, you know, well, everyone else does too. So it's 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 a uh, going outside of the Twitch platform and connecting with bigger streamers on their sometimes smaller platforms where you actually can get their attention and you can comment right. on pictures and start a relationship. That's just a tip for anybody who's trying to to, I think that's to true. rise up. And, and I do think, but I, I do think I, again, I'm only saying me, it because I've seen real results from this. I, I agree with that, and I think the issue that we have. We, but we're also as a rock streamer, which is what I do, right. independent indie rock. That's actually quite difficult because <laughs> rock, in and of itself, has has kind of died off in popularity. It's not what the kids are listening to anymore, no, and it's not, not as popular. And and there mean? aren't as many. There are some, but there aren't as many large rock acts on Twitch. Really, the two mm. big boys you have are like Hallocene and and uh, Scene of Action, and Scene of yeah. Action is not super invested back into the community. Not, nothing against him. I know he did it for years, but he's mm -hmm. been streaming forever and does his own thing. Um, right. But he doesn't give a whole lot back to other Twitch streamers. Halcyon right. definitely does. Halcyon is exactly the opposite. They host the Twitch music stage and they do all this other stuff. And then there's a few, you know, there's, there's more and it's growing every day, which is good. But, you know, that's been one of the challenges if you're an indie rock artist, which basically all my friends are and all the friends mm -hmm. that are here, yeah. that doesn't really exist. So obviously the first thing I was looking at is like, oh, great. Well, we just have to make it. And that is 
you know, I do feel a lot of pride about the fact that we have been, I have been able to do that for some of, some of the indie rock artists. Like I, I love to use my channel to be like, all right, for after ever is releasing an album. Let's do an album release party and just play his album on my stream. So people can do that. I can produce Northbound Matt's music on my channel. I can do that, you know, and, and, and it's, and it's like, that's amazing. If you are looking to do Twitch as a career and make money, don't, don't do anything I do. (laughs) Start playing covers, start learning (laughs) covers. Pick up hang a, out in bigger streams. Uh, pick up, hang out in bigger streamers. You know, develop Fuck your a big friends. Song list. Yeah, exactly. No, don't and, hang and, out in your little friends. I understand streams. that. And again, if I were like, man, I want to start another channel where I want to make money to do that, I would never do what I'm doing. I know what I do is, is as a passion, and I know what I do is a long game. And I know that you know, but yeah, you're totally right. You have to network up and. And you have to you have to be willing to reach out to people. And yeah, that, I think that I think social media is a toxic fucking hellhole. And of I tell people that is. all the time. Thank you for um, that follow, Wax Wayne Music. I think oh, Wax, thank you so much for the follow. I think social media is awful in general and unhealthy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and this comes from someone that I am a I, I do digital marketing for a living. But yeah. I do think what you said and, and your thank you for and how you for after how you thought about it and how you approached what you were saying is the best way to use social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a great way to do it to actually form to actually use it what it's supposed to fucking be for, which is right. social media is social relationships and be able to right. do that. And you're 100 percent right that I have met people that I never would have talked to or never would have met otherwise because I commented a lot on their Twitter stuff or I'd, I'd be on their Instagram or whatever. And that's, that's really important. Um, but yes, I also think that social media is awful and all of us need less of it, <laughs> but that's politics. So we won't go that far. <laughs> yeah. It's all, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, oh, I got a lot for that, but, but we have so many questions. I have to make one, I I have to make one more comment. Wax Wayne, Please. Wax Wayne. I was drunk and singing your song in my stream last night. I had to delete the VOD because when I'm drunk, <laughs> all I want to do is play DMCA music. But last night, Wax Wayne got drunk silence singing a song. So there you go. You're famous now. Wax, tell your kids you made it. <laughs> you made it, Waxy. There you go. There you go. This is supposed to be a yellow t-shirt, by the way. Merch coming soon. Okay. I like it. Um, since you write a lot of songs, do you write based on your metal state or mental state, or do you have the ability to change your mental state to write specific songs? You kind of answered this earlier, but I do like this addition of sort of yeah. how, like, are you able to sort of take yourself out of a mindset to to write and put yourself in, maybe I'm misinterpreting, yes. but put yourself no, in I, other people's shoes and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that, again, we we did kind of answer it, as you said, that's an instinct question, really. Mm. Uh, you start where you start. And what's mm. interesting is sometimes you'll be in a horrible mood and you'll be feeling bad. And the melody that comes out of you when you sit down is a, is a positive melody or, or what you might, you know, it might resonate as an optimistic melody. And your your job is to follow the is to follow the intuition. It's to follow the instinct. So even if you're in uh, to me, I like to think of it, as I said, of it's a blank canvas. It's an open slate. It's when I'm writing, yes, I'm carrying in whatever I'm carrying in with me that day, whatever that energy is. It, it's part of the equation for sure, but it doesn't always determine where you end up. 
Um, and that is just an instant question of if you're like, wow, I'm in a horrible mood, but what's coming out of me is a Carly Rae Jepsen song. You have to follow that instinct, <laughs> like just do it. And yeah. you'll probably end up in a different mental state as a result of that. But yeah. what whatever is coming to you, you know, whatever you want to call it, you just have to follow that. And, you know, and sometimes you'll be in a, in a horrible mood and what will come out is something horribly sad and miserable. And that's fine, too. I think mm -hmm. that in some ways, and I know this is kind of a spiritual answer and not everyone that's here will be spiritual, but what I, <laughs> what I think is important is that, is that um, most of how human beings process things is unconscious, not, uh, not conscious. It's unconsciously, not consciously. Mm -hmm. And music is one of the ultimate channels for whatever the hell is going on in your unconscious mind or your subconscious mind. Like yes. you might feel like, oh, I'm in a horrible mood, but you've picked up something and something that needs to be expressed that you didn't know was there, like comes out. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's your Carly Rae Jepsen song. And you're just like, <laughs> man, this my subconscious is telling me that this is the thing I need to do. And and I think that that's a really important discipline to have of just saying like, all right, I don't go in like, okay, I am in bad mood. Therefore I write miserable song. Therefore I've expressed that emotion. I don't do that at all. I do more of a, what is resonating with me? What's coming up. And then once I've got the idea, follow that trail, wherever it goes, you just have to do it that way. Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen, I, okay, I'm going to make a bold statement. This is Silence Noise hot take. Hot Carly Rae Jepsen is the best pop artist today. By far. The street, they call Not even close. Why Rae, is he... Carly oh, Rae please, Jepsen. I'm sorry, you weren't done. I'm sorry. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. Um, why is eating raisins the same as eating little children? Oh, my God, Sarah, what the fuck is that? I have respect for Miley Cyrus. I get that random mistake. I have, Miley, I have Miley, for yeah. Miley Cyrus. But I think Carly Rae Jepsen, here's my, here's my argument. And then, well, Raina, maybe Raina will have me on. Maybe Raina will have me on to debate Carly Rae Jepsen versus Miley Cyrus. I actually kind of like Miley Rae Cyrus more as a person than Carly yes. Rae Jepsen. I have mad respect for Miley Cyrus, especially after watching her mm -hmm. Joe Rogan episode and like just who yeah. she is as a person. Like Miley Cyrus deserves a lot of respect. But Carly right. Rae Jepsen, or whoever the hell writes songs for Carly Rae Jepsen, whatever. <laughs> I know she's more involved in it, but th th she just does the perfect pop hooks. And that's the thing. It just it, It's almost like it's a lost art. I heard somebody, this is off topic a little bit. I'm sorry to bring it up. But a lot of people were bitching about the weekend doing the Super Bowl. And one of the comments I heard that was actually a very interesting comment to me about the weekend is that the weekend uh, who I don't really know well like I I'm like I don't really know his I don't listen to a lot of a lot of that type of music but mm -hmm. I one of the comments I heard made me interested in watching the performance and I did go watch it is the fact that someone made a comment saying that you know pop music in 20 in, in 2020 in the last few years has no hooks anymore like pop pop isn't written around hooks anymore and so I went mm -hmm. and watched his performance and actually I was kind of it was kind of surprising because I actually agree with some of that feedback when I was listening to his songs of like, this is a talented dude. He sings very well. You know, so the songs are mostly interesting, but I think that Carly Rae Jepsen and just has perfect pop hooks. Like mm -hmm. you listen to her songs and mm -hmm. she's got the perfect pop hooks. That's just what I believe. You know, anyway. I mean, 
a catchy hook, it goes a long way. Goes a long and like way. you said, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big complicated thing. A song can be a simple palatable song that can be sold to the masses and yep. you you can have your you can have your opinions about that, but the fact is is that, you know, you're the silence noise and she's Carly Rae Jepsen. You yeah, know? So and I, a, I mean, I, it's not like I sit around listening to Carly Rae Jepsen very right. often, but I would listen to Carly Rae Jepsen because I, I can respect a well-crafted pop song. I, yeah. I saw Andrew, Andrew uh, what's his bucket? Andrew Wong, um, the synth guy on YouTube, posted something that he said that every type of musician should try at least once to write a pop song, yeah, which I actually I think is that. a great exercise for people to realize like it's yes for the most part pop songs are simple and based around hooks and that kind of thing but if you don't know how to do it you might be surprised at how hard it is to write yeah. a pop song absolutely and by the way did anybody catch john bon jovi's fucking version of here comes the sun on uh, uh for the inauguration performance I did not. I did not see that. I'm just going to go ahead and play a little bit in the background. Maybe we'll get DCMA'd, but who yeah. knows? That's but, right. If you're going to get one episode pulled down off your channel, make it the silence noises episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I, it's a live performance, so I don't know if they actually release this out into the world, so I don't know. But I just want you to listen to his voice. I mean, it would help if, with the visual. I mean, we could probably look at here. Let's see if this works. Hold on, everybody. We'll see if this works. He's gonna. He's 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 working on oh, it. Oh, it now. worked! It worked. What's up, potato, how are you? All right. So here you okay. go. It's 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 this. I'm gonna hold on. Here comes the sun. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Here comes the sun. The fuck is this video? <laughs> By the way, here comes the sun, and it's a cloudy ass day in Florida. I know. Um, it's like, what is? Why does this video look like a? This is like the soundtrack to Armageddon or something. No, this is this is what I wrote in the comment section because I'm such a classy gentleman. Yes. Um, because uh, uh, it says, why is he singing like his throat is closing from an allergic <laughs> reaction? Love Bon Jovi, but this version of the Beatles classic is barely living on a prayer. LOL. Oh Peace and love to all. Hey! Zing! It's a good pun right there. I, I can appreciate it. But, but listen to him. Why is he singing like that? He actually kind of looks like... Uh, he kind of looks like Clint Eastwood and Bruce Springsteen had a baby now. So maybe that's what it is. He's leaning into his boss. Oh, yeah. I made it stop, everybody. Yeah, very dylan Oh, my God. And I do not like Bob. I mean, I love Bob Dylan, like but Dill I... Either. Well, but, I mean, it's just like you listen to it so much in your life. I don't know if you did, but I listen to it a lot. And then once I find that there's better singers who can write better lyrics than Bob Dylan, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well... Lurk, no worries, Kuya. Thank you so much for being here and for asking. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Rain, I ruined your life. <laughs> okay, um, here's one from Amelia Ray. If glitter, glitter were a pop star you loved, who would Glitter be? The pop star that I love. So, who would be the herpes of the pop world? Is basically <laughs> what you're asking. Hmm. Sure. Sure. Who is Interpret the herpes of the pop world? Are we talking about current or all time? <laughs> Let's go all time. Why Let's not? Let's go all time. Who is the herpes of the pop world? <laughs> the Spice Girls. Oh my God. I can't believe you said that. How fucking rude was that? My God. 
what a, what what kind of human being are you? That's Scary. we know that the Spice Girls are the herpes of the pop world. I mean, like, come on. I'm just I disagree. <laughs> they just kept coming back. You thought you got rid of them and they just kept coming back. And it's they just started, and they still yeah. keep coming back. They're 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 back yeah. again. I'm just saying. That's Spice World, son. Spice um, <laughs> That's great. It's a masterpiece of cinema. Yeah, I mean, it, it's up there with Godfather and, That's right. know, and Citizen Kane. And That's If right. someone is having a bad day where they just feel bad about themselves, what do you recommend them do to do other than sulk in bed all day? Get, Sir, the f- yes. get the fuck up and go somewhere else. Like even in, and I know in COVID that's really hard right now to some extent, but even changing a room, like get up and walk into a different room and just stand mm-hmm. in a different room for a minute and like yeah. just get a different energy. Because if you are sulking or you're laying in bed, I, like I'm not a person that I, I don't like to lay in bed because I find that the longer I lay in bed, the more depressed I get. And this is just for me personally. And you're kind of stuck in an energetic thing. If you live yeah. in a one bedroom apartment, you have to, you have no choice. Put on a mask and go stand out in your backyard or go walk in the hall or like walk up some stairs or whatever. I know, again, some countries are more restrictive than others, but you have to, you have to physically shift yourself. So mm. there's three ways that you can, that, that you can shift yourself. You can shift yourself with emotions. You can shift yourself with thoughts and you can shift yourself with your body. Those are the three ways that you can move yourself from one state to another. And all three impact each other. So things you do in your body. So if you can't, if you can't change your space, so let's say that because it's very easy, I shit yourself. So if you want to shift yourself, you have to focus on one of those three things. If you want to shit yourself, please buy the pen because no one wants to deal with that. But I'm just saying, thanks, Mighty Money, for those biddies. But um, mighty, mighty, thank you so much. They're not easy steps to happiness because happiness isn't easy. It's just saying if you want to go from I, I feel like I'm dying to a different mood, those are your options. The easiest, simple way to do it, the easiest, simple way to do it is to change your physical location. Get up and go sit in another room. So like for me, if I'm feeling miserable, I don't want to lay in bed. I get up and I go sit in another room or I do something else. If that's not working, then there's other options. And you have to start asking yourself, what is the the core thing that's hurting? Is it my emotions? Is it my thoughts? Or is it my, my body? If your body is not hurting, generally your body is the easiest way to change your mood. So at that point, what can you do to change your mood? This is going to sound very silly, but do something with your body. Exercise, dance, do yoga, do walk, take a walk. Anything to just move the energy in your body to help kind of push through these other things to get your to get the other things in alignment. Your body is always the easiest channel to do it. If your body is what's wrong, and you're 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 sick or you're physically ill or you're you know you're you have old man bulging disc in your neck and it's killing you and you can't function, then you have no choice but to start from either your your thoughts or your feelings. But uh, that's the easiest way to do it. I know it sounds very simple, but you'd be surprised at how much like getting up and going to sit in a chair in a different room will change your energy. Or if you don't have, if you're in a one bedroom apartment and you only have that space, get up and cook something like make some food or like, yeah. and take some time with it. Or as I said, you, you, you can walk outside, you can exercise, you can dance, you know, whatever it is, but that's, those are the ways. Amelia say, I can recommend blasting George Michael and doing silly dances and George absolutely. Michael. Uh, horribly underrated 
George Michael. I believe I Sam. absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. Horribly that underrated. Fucking, that man is amazing. Um yeah. or was made. He's RIP. Um yeah. yeah, and and you know if you do live in a one bedroom apartment and maybe you're living and you're not and you've been down and you have pizza boxes laying around and you have old yeah. cans laying around if you if you got dishes in the sink and you just and you're in this small area and you're surrounded by filth clean your 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 space make yep. room make space for yourself to be in that space especially if you're locked down i love jordan peterson and i know he gets a lot of bullshit and a lot of flack for yeah. you know being a fucking uh, white supremacist or whatever they're calling him uh but the uh, it's definitely one of those things it's just a very basic thing you can do and I like one of his rules is clean your room, which goes beyond just physically cleaning your room, but yeah. it also includes cleaning your room. And I think that's a great place to start because so many people just don't have a place to start and they don't think there's a place to start. And like you're saying, right. change your change your surroundings. And if you can't do that, clean your surroundings. If you yep. can't do that, fucking dance around. God damn it. Like yeah. do something Make it different. Yep. Another another huge thing that was imparted to me was uh, whenever whenever you feel like you're you can't help yourself and you have nothing for yourself to offer to yourself, offer yourself to other people, mm-hmm. and uh, go to a soup kitchen, serve up homeless people, do j- just pick up trash in your neighborhood, yep. volunteer for something. It, you'll feel like if you feel useless, put yourself to use. Yep, but, uh, it's it's a very it's a very um. It's a very, it's, these are simple, stupid things that like, like you're saying in our younger days, we had been making fun of this. You know what I mean? Yes, it's true. <laughs> Sir, it's the, that's the, that's the arrogance of youth. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I'm never going to die. Fuck everybody. It's like, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's I, I, the so, best quote I ever heard about it was the Joseph Campbell quote, which basically says the first and this obviously is not a hard and fast rule, but for most human beings that live an average life. The average, the average person spends the first 35 years of their life venturing outwards into the world and trying to make sense of it. And then they spend the next 35 years of their life venturing back in to try to make sense of themselves and make sense of how they're related to all these things that they've learned, right. that they, they do those things. And some of us hit that venturing back in earlier than others, but eventually everyone starts that state out and they're still on that journey as opposed to figuring themselves out which is a which is definitely a hard thing to do afton california raisins all right we have one more question from amelia ray music and this one looks uh this one looks pretty good so what do you think about distro kid fast tracking their users to twitch affiliate status Per their site yesterday, starting today, DistroKid is partnering with Twitch to offer qualifying DistroKid members who have shown a level of dedication and success in music the opportunity to join the Twitch affiliation program, the affiliate program. Yeah. So what's your opinion? And, and, and actually, by the way, DistroKid's not the only one. And I walked into my first Sound, team as SoundCloud an affiliate. SoundCloud or something SoundCloud, like that. yes. My podcast is hosted on SoundCloud, and I just so happened to have a decent following. And they were like, here you go. And I don't think you, you – honestly, it's not even a decent following. Why? I, I don't know why I even had to insert that. That's ego right there. Yeah. It was only because I had a, 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 a pro – uh, a pro account. So if you have a SoundCloud pro account right now, if you go sign up for a SoundCloud pro account, 
They'll give you, they'll fast track you affiliate. DistroKid, there's another one, right? There was one people were really bitching about because it was like five bucks or something. Do you remember the the one? I don't remember what it was called, I but don't it was like, but it was like, it was just like, it was a very cheap thing and people were like, oh my God. So I, I, I'm, I'm what, what's your opinion on that, on, on fast tracking to affiliate? I might have an unpopular opinion on this because everyone loves to shit all over this. But for me, I'm like any opportunity for musicians to make money is a good thing. Yeah, and to me, definitely. the thing is, is that Twitch affiliate isn't really an accomplishment. Like it's, yes, it's good to wet your feet streaming and it's good to do like, I, it, but really it's just a gateway to, to being able to pay streamers. That's all, that's all it is in my opinion, because having three concurrent viewers is not, it, it's not going to make or break a stream. Really for me, I just feel like at this point, I want musicians to make money. Musicians get bled dry fucking everywhere. You get blood dry in your gear. You get blood dry in your instruments. You get blood dry in, in your production. You get everybody wants to sell you promotion. Everybody wants to sell you shit. The, it, and so to me, all you're getting, it, all you're getting with Twitch affiliate as a musician is the ability to make money on Twitch, which I think is a great thing. Now, will that guarantee you make money? No. But I actually feel like I probably would, at least for my stream personally, where I was very specific and I was... I was focused on, again, doing indie music and, and releasing songs and doing that kind of thing. I probably could have had some subscribers and made some money before I hit affiliate. Um, and, and that would have been good. And yes, I love the idea of, you know, pride and accomplishment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think you, you should have goals and that kind of thing. But we also have to consider right now, we live in a world where the, where the music industry is dead. Like, basically, there is no real music industry anymore. And the primary way that music musicians and, and people around the industry, I, I always make sure that's a point that I, I need to bring up all the time is everyone focuses on the musicians, but then they forget there's the, the venues, there's lighting designers, there's sound designers, there's stage managers, there's tour managers, there's all the companies that are related to the music industry. And that has all been dead now for over a year. And all of those people at this point are making nothing. And, you know, again, my, my sister is a professional lighting manager with uh, designer and sound and does stage managing and that kind of thing, which is why I'm so supportive of that cause too. Like the whole industry went down too. Mm -hmm. um, so any opportunity to get any of these people, the, uh, the ability to make money is worthwhile to me. Um, I don't feel like being a music streamer is the same as being a gaming streamer. I, I think the barrier to entry to having a decent music stream is much higher than gaming streamer. Yes, with as a gaming streamer, you need to have a, a you need to have either a console that you can stream from, or you need to have a PC that's capable of playing a game and running a streaming service at the same time. And that's a lower barrier to entry to, than it is being a musician, where you have to have instruments, you have to figure out the tech, you have to you have to have uh, again powerful enough stuff for it. If you're like me, I invested tens of thousands of dollars before I ever had a Twitch stream. Um, and, and I'm sure for a lot of other musicians, it's the same. So I don't know. I, to me, I guess, and maybe this is, I'm a cynical bastard sometimes too. And <laughs> I, I, I think Twitch is a horribly run and horribly managed company. I bring that up all the time and that Amazon's fucking horrible on top of it as well. And all these tech companies are awful. I know this is political, yes. 
and I I love Twitch. I love what Twitch could be. And I also Mm -hmm. am a big believer that I know this is a big political point that 50% is too much. I feel like they shouldn't make that much. I think, I don't think Amazon should make that much or any of these. They're fucking vampires. Spotify is a fucking vampire on top of it too, which I know again, Mm -hmm. unpopular opinion. But what I do love about that again is if you've invested in your music well enough to get it on streaming services, the one thing that, that is good about what DistroKid is saying is that the streaming services do have some barrier to entry. Like if your music is poorly produced enough, they won't accept your music on a lot of the streaming services on Apple Music or Spotify or that kind of thing. So basically the barrier to entry is that you have a published song that was good enough to get on the streaming services, which that is not a huge barrier. And, and I, again, just accessibility is great. Like I want musicians to succeed. I want more musicians to make money. I want anybody that is, wants to learn about streaming to start streaming and to be able to make money doing it. I want more opportunities because all those things help me too. And when we help everyone else, we help each other. And you, again, you, as you, everyone's brought up, even since the beginning of the show, you, there's just not enough of an opportunity for that with most music, most musicians. Most musicians are too busy competing with each other. Or let's just be real. Most musicians are too fucking busy being poor. That's what the <laughs> issue is right now. Most Very musicians <laughs> are, are trying not to starve. So the, the competition <laughs> thing is not actually that they care about you at all. It's that they're looking at their bank account going, Am I going to eat potatoes this week for the entire week or am I going to continue performing? So I I just think that anything that helps musicians get in and and Twitch affiliate is it's it's not like you're getting it's not a big barrier to entry. I I just think I, I don't even at this point, I don't even understand why. I don't understand why there even needs to be a barrier to entry anymore for people to make money on Twitch. Like that's just my my own thought on that. Of affiliate really is the barrier to that. I don't even understand really why it's necessary anymore. Uh, you know, let people make money even if they have one or two viewers. You know, at least they're making ten bucks back or whatever it is. And I I know for me, and I'm sure this is true for a lot of musicians. Even though I've been streaming on Twitch almost two years, I have I am so far in the negative as far as how much money I've invested. In music and music yeah, stuff yeah. and all that. Twitch is by yeah. far the best thing I've ever done. It's fucking, right. it's so amazing for what it is and what it does. But I'm probably at 10%, maybe mm-hmm. 15% over time of what I've invested in music and continue <laughs> to invest in music and, and stream yeah. as compared to, because that's the other thing for streaming musicians is that, again, there's more of a barrier to entry. It is harder mm-hmm. for streaming musicians to have a decent, presentable stream than it is for other types of streamers. Does that include what your time is worth though? I mean, I do music because I love it and I feel like a lot of people do it for the same reason. Like a lot of people do music because they love it and that's where it all gets blended in to this passion thing, which that's that's what I hate about how the outside world looks at musicians or creative professionals. Like, oh, that's a dream job. It's a dream job to be a professional musician because I played a song once and I liked it. And it's like, okay, well, being a musician is not the career of anybody's dreams for the most part. Maybe for 1% of musicians and most of the people that made that 1% didn't make it overnight. And, you know, that's that's the thing. I just feel like everybody just loves to shit on musicians. That's just really what it's like. If you're a musician, sure. just go go sit in a go sit anywhere and tell people you're a musician 
and mm. wait because someone in that table or someone wherever will start making fun of musicians or shitting on musicians or telling people yeah. that, you know, it's a dream job or it's a dream career and don't complain about anything. And it's, I just hate that. So anyway, in con- I know that was a long winded response to say, I'm not, I don't see it as a bad thing. Uh, and especially I truly hope and, and what I'm hoping for and what my hope has been since Twitch started to expand their music department and the people that were focused on music is that Twitch will actually put some promotional muscle in to what they're doing in music. Thus far, it's been a massive disappointment. I, I, I'm glad that there's a music button at the top of the site and those kinds of things, but I still don't think that they've done enough, at least yet, to be able to, to start creating an engine for promoting artists and promoting music. It's truly my sincere hope that that changes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll have to see. I mean, and there's there's some good people on that team too, which is cool. Like Tracy Chan's a cool guy. Um, yeah, Athena's Tracy's cool. Awesome. Like there's cool people, but, you know, it just takes time to do these things. And I, I want yeah, musicians to, to make money and I want musicians to be able to play music. Like I would love for music to be the primary thing that I do. Um, you asked that question earlier, but it's just that's yeah. just not possible right now. Yeah, so. yeah, man. No, and and what what I uh, Reina said something earlier, but like if, if you know if everybody more affiliates means more Twitch makes more money. Yeah, and I was uh, I was you know I was talking it over with somebody, and I was just like, what do you think that they're gonna move the goalpost on partner and and an affiliate and stuff? And they're like, well, that doesn't really make sense because why would they cut into their money? Yeah. But when you think about like platforms like YouTube and how they move the goalpost of monetization to this really ridiculous, you know, thousand subscription, four thousand yeah. watch hours, and all that, yep. you know, like when you look at you know, so they they made a lot of money, and they they saved a lot of money by making that decision. So, I don't know. Do you think that's something that Twitch would do? Is move the goalposts once things sort of really start popping? And do you think that Twitch will reach that kind of popularity of YouTube? I with Twitch's current management, no, I don't. Think <laughs> that popularity. I think Twitch is an incredibly poorly run company, hmm. and it, it, it's. Because Twitch has uh, Twitch has a gold mine in the sense that they have a technology and they have a community that no one else has, and they've managed it so horribly, and they've tried to be so many different things and alienated that community and fucked over that community and done so many different things. Again, there are a lot of winners and people that that do very well doing that, but uh, do I think that it'll be a game changer? No, I certainly don't. Um, I, I think that big tech in general is not your friend <laughs> and that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> They're not. Google certainly isn't. None of these companies are. All of them, Twitch, YouTube, and all of them can essentially turn off your career overnight if they want right. to by demonetizing your videos or banning your channel or for whatever the hell they want with no yeah. clarity or no, you know, it's just... It, it, there's no response by any of these companies to anything for doing so that. Then so then do you, do, I, I want you to finish your thought, but I also yeah. want to throw no, out. Go ahead, jump in. Do, you, do you think that there needs to be a little bit more um, uh, uh, like government intervention with these private companies? Oh, for, yes, absolutely. And the good news is, is that since the U.S. isn't going to do it, you know, <laughs> the, the EU is, and there are yeah. other companies that are actually moving in and, and protecting these 
it, which will obviously trickle down on the rest of the world and to some extent, which at least I can appreciate that. Yes, I absolutely do think that. And again, I think with Twitch, if you have competent management and they realized what Twitch is, because anybody that says Twitch is the next YouTube doesn't get what Twitch is. And that's kind of like where Twitch is, as we all know, all of us that are that are married to it and that are part of it, Twitch is a community site. In essence, it's a social media site with with video. Like that's basically what it is. Hmm. You know, people come here to interact with with people. It, they it, it's if you want because pretty much anybody you ask, and this is probably true in this chat too. If you want to go watch content, if you're like I want to go watch something, you're normally going to fire up Netflix. HBO, Disney, or YouTube. You're going to go to one of those and be like, I'm going to watch a video. You come to Twitch for the community. You come to Twitch to interact with the streamer or to interact with the chat or to hang out with people. And anybody that realized that would have started moving the the company more in that direction saying, all right, we're a community company. And with all of these social media platforms going ultra toxic, like Mm -hmm. all of them fucking up and selling out to horrible advertising and selling out to all these things, we have an opportunity to create the strongest social media platform there is because we already have community. We already have people. We just need to, and and if I, again, if I'm, if I'm the manager of Twitch, that's what I'm looking at more transparency about what's going to be tolerated and what isn't in this community. Cause it's a community site, how to, you know, best practices, how to do that, you know, create opportunities for smaller communities to grow, which is a big thing that they're horrible with. Discoverability is trash on Twitch and always has been. And they don't do enough to promote smaller streamers and do that kind of thing, which the more you help, if you create a thousand Twitch streamers as the manager of Twitch and you launch a campaign that says Twitch made, these became people became celebrities because of Twitch or they make a million dollars now because of Twitch. Twitch made that that would draw millions of people to come and check out what Twitch is. Like it's just yeah. they don't do any of that at this point. Right. Luck and fortune and hope for it. And then third, beyond that, you know, get better about. There's a lot of opportunities, but but outpace the competition with things like they have opportunities to fight things like DMCA. They have opportunities to um, they have opportunities to really partner with content creators and create unique experiences that other platforms don't have. You know, because again, Twitch is infinitely more interesting than Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of these things. They just don't know what to do with it. So what does Twitch management do instead? They introduce 10 minute ad rolls. They, they assign their tech team to fight ad blockers and show you a purple screen because you're not watching our ads. They don't mm. do shit to improve discoverability. They have social media controversies all the time. They have they allow horrible sexist and racist and shitty behavior to continue on the platform, basically unpoliced, and then mock people who bitch about it. Because to me, it's completely unacceptable that people behave that way. But if there was more of a true community feel, and this is the issue of, you know, great communities don't tolerate that shit. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in a, a really good stream, the, the the community polices that stuff. If Twitch as a whole acted like that and everyone was like, oh, I'm responsible. I want to be part of this community and this network and not have it be a shithole that's full of racists and assholes. 
then I would I would fix that. And yeah, to be fair, I agree with that. I'm just saying from a management perspective, you don't see any of these priorities being put into place. You see Twitch trying to be more like YouTube and they go, hey, yeah. YouTube's making money over there. Yeah. You know, let's. how do we make money like that? Oh, ads. But it's like I and a lot of what I do in my day job is advertising. So I'm familiar mm -hmm. with digital advertising and how it works. Twitch is not even in the realm of competition with any of these things. Their targeting and the way they use any of this is all garbage because they don't understand what the platform is. They don't understand how to monetize communities. They don't understand influencer marketing. They don't understand any of these things that they have that other platforms don't. Like Twitch yeah. could easily be the biggest influencer marketing hub in the world. Easily. Yeah. Like because people adore their streamers and they follow what their streamers say and mm -hmm. uh, they don't leverage that at all. So, yeah, you know, to me, that's, that's where really I'm just funny. like, they don't, the management clearly doesn't get what it is. I think yeah. there are some team members that do. Like, obviously, there's some employees like Tracy Chan and people like that. You can see they have a vision for it, but obviously they're operating against, uh, you know, people who are just like, oh, well, does it make money like YouTube? Does it act like YouTube? <laughs> um, right. Which is not what it is. And that's sad to me. Um, you know, I feel, I, I brought this up before. I feel I'm very fortunate to have gotten in at the time that I did. Because I feel like I got in before you started seeing a lot of bigger platforms come in and start dominating, you know, on Twitch, mm. which I think you're already seeing some of that in the music category. Uh, mm. Most of the people that have really serious numbers in the music category are labels or label sponsored artists or like there isn't a lot. Like, like I said, one of the biggest acts that I can think of, there are not that many big independent music acts. There just aren't. Mm. There's a few. Yeah. But even in terms of what is big on Twitch, they're just not that right. big. So the only yeah, thing I mean, even big, autopilot, when you think of autopilot yeah. as a big streamer, he doesn't play original music. Right. And and, yeah. and autopilot in the grand scheme of things is, you know, not even huge or not even a, a big mm -hmm. creator. Right. If you look at what big creators right. are, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like nothing against him. But again, yeah. slap a, this is where it's like, Twitch is doing this thing, this Twitch ambassadors thing. And that could be like Twitch made or whatever I'm saying, yeah. where they actually do something with these people, but they yeah. don't. And this is where I'm just like, they don't understand what their platform is. Right. To me, what I've always understood, and I love this about Twitch is, again, you get authentic interaction. I love mm -hmm. that so much. Like the fact is, I'm not talking to, you know, the, the best possible version of a person like I am on Instagram. I'm not talking mm -hmm. to a overly angry rage machine political induced crazy person like i am on twitter i'm not mm -hmm. like there is a great opportunity for really authentic and awesome interaction on twitch and it happens every day and anyone that's mm -hmm. here on the platform knows it's happening every day and that's amazing and they don't know how to sell it which that to me is yeah. like it makes me very sad <laughs> they right. don't I, it's a, such a so much potential wow you know that, and that, they, that, yeah. I've never heard that perspective before. And, you know, like when I talked to Tyson from the Fantastic Plastics, he was like, you know, wait until the next Justin Bieber kind of comes out of Twitch and, and then mm -hmm. it'll catapult. But like, you're right. If no one's actually thinking about it in those terms, like where's our next Justin Bieber and, and like actually going out and promoting them as that as such and, and going out and trying to grow this platform and, and especially the music side, it, 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 it is beyond confusing. And, and I never thought about it in a marketing sense. I always thought about it in a viral sense, like this happen, hap, happens yeah. to happen, you know, like Justin Bieber originally 
blew up on 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 YouTube and right. and concurrently YouTube became like this very big massive platform that it is now and and, and yeah. you know we're, we're we're waiting for ours out of Twitch but if there's nobody I don't know. you know ushering and, and that, if Twitch then... cared about creators this is the point that I would make if Twitch understood what they had they never would have let when and this happened a couple of years back now but they never would have let Ninja walk they never would have mm -hmm. let Shroud walk. They never would have let these other companies come in and buy out streamer contracts and buy out mm -hmm. stuff like that. That is what I think the intention of the partner program was. The intention of the partner program was to create exclusivity and to, but the issue, the issue with the partner program is that Twitch didn't do their part. They didn't make it appealing enough for you to be exclusive to Twitch and to kind of hand that over. Their side of the partnership program is not enough. And that's where it's like, okay, it, someone could step in and refocus all that again and say, all right, you know, this is a partnership. It's 50-50. It's those kinds of things. And give good reasons to be exclusive to Twitch and help build communities and help create events. Like Twitch basically only does TwitchCon and TwitchCon EU. They mm -hmm. hardly ever do any other real events that anyone really knows about. It's just all crazy all over the place. Like there aren't there aren't these things that are regular enough. And it does seem like I said, there. you'll see that there are employees that think that way because you'll hear, like this is always my favorite thing. Like when Twitch music was doing their thing, you hear about it a week before. Oh, we're doing Twitch's month of music. And it's like, no one had ever even heard that was a thing. And then all of a sudden there's a month of music, but it's happening next week and there's no promotion for any of it. And you might get front page for a minute, but no one there is no sense of community around that because no one knows it's a thing. And now that if, if people knew it was a thing, that would be different. And if they, they thought kind of, that's why I do music exposed festival the way that I do it, because I'm, I'm doing a micro version of that same thing. And it's exactly what I would want to do. If I had a 20,000 person audience that was tuning into that, I would want to make sure that a good heavy percentage of those artists that are represented on that are people that don't have a huge following or unpolished mm -hmm. gems or people that people don't know about. Because again, what happens if I make that person's career, if I make that person's career, you know, if Northbound Matt is on my stream and he gets 10,000 followers from being there, Northbound Matt will love me for the rest of his life. And then I can turn around and Northbound Matt will come back and he will feed back into the community and he'll want to do it. And he'll be like, man, Music Exposed, help me go to the next level. I will help mm. Music Exposed for the rest of my career. And then he feeds the ecosystem and the ecosystem grows. And that's, I know this is probably boring conversation for some people, but that is exactly why I wanted to do Music Exposed to say like, mm. I want to eventually someday have the ability to launch new music. We do the bulletin board every week, which a lot of people are like, why the hell do you do that stupid thing? Like, why do you, why do you post every week for music and release music and that kind of thing? It's because the mindset is exactly what I'm saying of, I want people to know about these things. I want people to get on board because every success story we create of, Hey, I got a thousand streams. Thanks to music exposed or whatever is, is another person that wants to help build back into that community and grow that community. Um, and speaking of great music, uh, Other Glow just dropped his new album today, Gray Sky. Other Glow, Gray Sky. Go check it out on streaming services hey. and buy it. Amazing, amazing artist and album. But yeah, I think that um, this since the platform isn't doing it, we have a responsibility to do it ourselves, which is why I have a mad amount of respect for what you do with this podcast because you're doing the same thing. We're like, so Twitch, Twitch doesn't do this. So you're going to do it, or I'm going to do it, or Raina's going to mm -hmm. do it, or whoever, which is a great way of doing that.
I think that's amazing. And clearly we're the people that have those things in mind and anybody that has that stuff in mind, I want to support them. And that's honestly also why I keep throwing artists at you. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, you need to interview Northbound Matt. You need to interview Alice a little alien. You need to interview four after ever. You need to interview other glow. You need to interview everybody that's been on music exposed needs to be on this show and vice versa, yeah, I, because I know and, that that helps us. It helps us all grow. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's important for people to, to see the side of these streamers that they might not see, you know, like I'll have conversations with streamers that go a little into the weeds, like in a political sense. And, you know, you have streamers in there is like, oh, I didn't know that they felt like that. And it's, and, you know, it's I, yeah. good for good for better or worse, for better or worse. I think it's great for people to, like, to get to know people because you're not just a head on the screen that makes you yes. happy. It's like you're a full, fully formed human being. Yes. And uh, I've had trouble with sometimes once or twice I've had chat try to censor me. And, and why I'm talking about censor. Yeah. While I'm talking about censorship, this chat's trying to censor me. <laughs> and it, and I'm just like, I'm not going to stop talking about it. But what it made me understand is that if you can approach a subject with a little grace and not being like, fuck a Bobby God, God, rah, which, rah, which, rah, rah, rah. which was how I was doing it. If I can make a, an idea that might not be popular, but I can do it with a little grace and connect it to music and, and, and do that. I can get a lot of things accomplished and the chat will stay on my side. Yes. And, um, and, and that was a great lesson, but, but still it's like, man, it, it's, it's a, it's just, I don't know, man. It, it's a, this is a weird thing too. Like you're saying, it's like you get, you get, I get a lot of transient people who come through with, with yes. the guests and then sort of blow off too. And then that's same, fine. Same for I mean, us. We have the same exact thing with music exposed. So totally and, understand. And, and that's fine. I, you know, like I get it. I'm not, you know, pe oh, thank you so much, Thomas Frank. I appreciate that subscription. Oh, oh so uh, Moving Dutchman. Thank you so much for that, 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 that uh, sub. You're, you're, you're a gentleman and a, and a, and a scholar. And I appreciate you being here, Dutchman. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's a uh, I don't know I don't even I don't even remember what I was talking about. And that's the other thing about chat is fucking yeah. <laughs> you you address it and forget what you're doing. But yes. you know what? We've been going for hours. We're not gonna do yes. Cipher Deluxe today. Fuck Cipher Deluxe in the face. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If anybody's here for Cipher Deluxe, my bad. Uh, I didn't expect us to go this long in the conversation, and frankly, I wanted to go this long. I appreciate I was that. really <laughs> having a good, uh, 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 I mean, very fascinating conversation, and you gave me a lot to think about, especially in regards to Twitch and growth and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. thank you so much, the silence noise. Silence noise, do you have anything coming up? I, I know you've been sort of promoting as we've been going, but is there mm -hmm. anything you want to promote? And of course, I'm going to drop these, uh, these uh, uh these these links again please do if you're not already following silence noise go through and follow all those twitter ig youtube go do all that yeah um so a lot of what you mentioned is at the links the silencenoise.com um i produce new music all the time i produced 30 new songs last year uh the most recent thing that came out which i'm incredibly proud of is i did an all collab ep with a bunch of other twitch streamers all amazing Twitch artists and musicians. Um, that's called the Twist of a Friendly Knife. It's a, it's it's amazing, um, and I'm so grateful for everyone who worked on that. So go check that out on the streaming services. You can buy it on Bandcamp, or you can just listen to it on YouTube and get familiar with what you do. I stream twice a week on Twitch. Um, I normally stream on Thursdays and Sundays. Thursdays right now, I'm streaming at EU friendly times, and Sundays I'm streaming at US friendly times. 
Um, but check my channel because I'm always doing music streams with that. I host Music Exposed uh, every other Saturday with Sarah Jazz, and we do something kind of the uh, late night talk show version of what you do here, where we also interview musicians. Um, but we do it in more of a like kind of David Letterman format where we have comedy, we have randomness, we talk about off the wall issues. And so it's, it's, it is, there is some serious conversation, but it's blended in with a lot of goofy humor. Um, we've been doing that for almost a year now. So that's at musicexposed.show, or you can find it from the Um, It is also available as a podcast, like you are, uh, like you mentioned. Um, and in the next, the next couple of months, I'll be dropping a new album that's called The Months After the End. Um, I produced it on stream. It's all original music. Uh, it was the songs that were written in the time after my father passed away. And so all of them kind of had feelings and, and energy associated with that. So I perform a lot of those songs on stream. So keep an eye on that. And there'll be a pre-release coming out soon enough for that. Um, and support Twitch musicians. That's the biggest thing I can I can say. Not even just me. I appreciate all the support for me. But I think anybody that anybody that knows me well, like a lot of people know me as meme guy and jackass and dating show guy. <laughs> and I do have a I don't take myself very seriously and I love humor. But at the end of the day, I think anybody that knows that I really try to support the people that support me. Um, it's why I think so many streamers like and follow what I do. I really try to to make sure that you know there's there's a community for that, and it's my hope that we can build a community of people that are making original music and create that scene and that stage. Yes, I'm also Sarah Jazz's boyfriend, so don't ever pay attention. I have a question for you. I know I'm sorry to ask this, but I have to ask it. I have I to ask. Care. It. We it's can an interesting go to question. Larkin, what? I just told okay. you six o'clock, and I didn't want to go. No, over I'm good. Six. Here's a, here's a question <laughs> I have for you. Do you ever deal with? Do you ever have to deal with being? to some people or the public perception of you as being Raina Mystique's husband. Is, somebody, is, is anybody ever like, oh, and here's Raina Mystique. Oh, and here's the other guy. <laughs> like, um, do you have to deal with that of, at all? Most of the time, yeah. I mean, because she's yeah. the pretty one. She's the she's the one who can sing and I'm loud and I'm not, I'm obnoxious. And if if we have any, you know, like if if anybody knows me personally, they know that I, I I've had you know problems in the past with behavioral yeah. issues, and yeah. so um, in regards to alcohol and drugs. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I do get that a lot. But then I uh, also she does because we both have our own sort of trajectories in our career. So um, like I I'm a giggy musician outside of the acoustic duo that me and Raina do. I also gig in like you know a million different projects. Cause I'm well, I did before the pandemic, and that's how I made a good amount of my money. And um, you know, so I'll have I, I'm very in tune. <laughs> oh, you're in the doghouse now. I know, business. not my business savvy and work ethic. But because, because I'm, I'm pretty, pretty. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, well, no, and also she. I, I did say you're talented. I said you were talented. Okay, I gave you yours. You're very, very talented. Uh, no. <laughs> No, I, I'm. That was a terrible this joke. Pose, but... This pan hose, uh, I, I, I notice. I, I, no, no. I'm picking up. Rain... Listen, I'm picking up what you're putting down. You know, I'm, I'm picking it up. I see. I see. I'm turning yeah. it up. Uh, but the, <laughs> the, but but no. It, 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 in all seriousness, Raina. Yes. If it wasn't for Raina Mystique, that this show wouldn't exist. Uh, the stream wouldn't exist. I would probably just be a, a lonely alcoholic just bumping into walls in the dark constantly and, and yeah. just, you know, just I owe a majority of my good 
because of Rain Mystique, and and there's no question about that. She is amazing human being. But uh, in regards to being Raina's husband or Raina's thing that's on her arm, uh, I, I it's 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 different for different uh, scenes because again, I'm plugged in. Uh, I'm pretty plugged into the to whatever scene I'm in because of the podcast and also because of my abilities to go out and get music or get right. work as a musician. So there's times when I bring Raina with me where everyone's like, hey, it's Mike, and then who's this? And I'm, oh, this is Raina. But then there's times when I'm with Raina, and it's a Raina show, and it's a Raina thing, and it's like, who's that fucking fat guy? Yeah, with her, yeah. You know? And and then now I'm just the guy who's in the way of the guy who wants to come up and touch her hair and, and hit on her. So it's like... Yeah, of uh, course, it, you know, of course. It kind of, it kind of goes both I'm that ways. guy all the time. I'm always the guy that's in the way of... of of chat coming in and drooling all yes. over Sarah. So I get that. Like, it's why I asked that question because I think it's fascinating. <laughs> it's public perception is a fascinating thing. And yeah. for me, it's, it's exactly that. Um, I feel the same way about Sarah, like what you just said about Rena, almost spot on. I feel the same way about Sarah. There could, there has been no bigger supporter of what I do and getting my name out there and being encouraging and being a great partner on top of it. And we work on things very well together. We have great chemistry, you know, and we have a great relationship on top of it, which makes it amazing. But yeah. I cannot tell you enough how much people will try to diminish things. And I'm sure yeah. she gets this too, to some extent. But I think because I'm the smaller of the two, I get it way more where it's just like I used to joke all the time and it's a joke I make on Music Exposed. And as she said, it's a joke that comes from a place of like there's a genuine frustration there of I used to go into chat rooms all the time and people used to be like, oh, you're that guy from Sarah Jazz's show. And I used to be like, for fuck's sake, like I helped design this thing. I do most of the work for the show. Like I do everything. I set up the systems. I do all that. But it's it's amazing how that plays out. And it's it never has anything to do with the relationship. But public perception. <laughs> oh, yes. And and I get that too, Thomas Frank, all the time. Oh, look, male Sarah Jazz. I, I've gotten that before too. And it's like, never mind that I spent years writing music and all these things and doing all that. But it, I, I ask that because I, I find people's public perception or like what the trolls do or what people do is very interesting. So I'm, I'm wondering, obviously, and it's amazing. Like, because that's always the thing. Sarah and I even discussed that in detail. And I'm wondering if you and Raina have as well of like, being a public couple on Twitch, if one of you takes off and the other doesn't, like, can do you have a strong enough relationship to deal with what's going to happen when that happens? Like, you were a mod, like, you brought up a great point. You were a mod for her front page stream, you know, watching her with 17,000 people the other day or anything. And obviously, mm -hmm. people in that context don't maybe don't know who you are or don't yeah. realize that you're the husband or whatever. But it's <laughs> right. a, it's always an interesting thing to think about of, you know, how that how that happens. It's it's it is it's interesting. Well, it, it is funny too because when people like come into chat and I'm the mod there, and then they realize that we're together, and they're like, "Wait, is is we speak English good in the other room? Like, what, what what's yeah. going on?" So <laughs> yeah. it's always very confusing to people as well. So it, it's it, it's actually kind of fun to see that all the money goes yes. in the same account. So we'll just be oh, of fun. course, yeah, of course, exactly. I, and yes. That's that's the other part of it is like if one of us comes up, we both come up. I mean, we have a fucking kid together. You know, we are we have dreams. We have collective dreams and. And if my yes. if my if Raina blew up, that means that I blow up because I wrote a lot of the songs that she sings, or, or right. at least the music part. You're so. gonna be the Phineas, the Phineas of of Raina. 
You'll be Phineas I, and she'll be the Billie Eilish. <laughs> and that's fine. I don't care. Like it, it, because again, I have my own thing that I'm doing. And if, like you're saying, like seeing someone go up, I've never been in that position where I'm like watching someone I really care about, like catapult. Like I have friends who catapulted to like main, like really big stages who did beautiful things, played with the best people on earth. But I'm not jealous of them. I'm actually very proud and happy yes. for them because they are out there doing it. It's like, oh, my God, I remember when you were fucking on meth practicing your bass for fucking 18 <laughs> hours a day. And now you're playing with those guys. Hey, you know, like, and now so, you're rich and probably do coke instead of meth. So there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, you've upgraded your drugs as well. Congratulations. <laughs> But I, I genuinely get really happy for people who get who have success. Now that wasn't yes. always the case. That wasn't always the yes. case. I, th there was a point in my life where I was like, "Fuck that guy!" And again, yeah. we do the same thing now. I still do it. You know, we we're just talking about going and checking out people's numbers. I right. take it as far as I'm, I'm putting it in that website that tells you like all the stats. You know, yeah, I'm Twitch like Twitch tracker, Twitch tracker, exactly. Yeah. But I think that's. But I don't think that's being stalkerish or anything because you're no. Because sometimes you do need to kind of get an idea of what the pinnacle is or what the bottom is you know so like like leon brett just posted he made five thousand dollars in the month of january five thousand dollars as a music streamer on twitch oh dude come and on if you want to talk about that the guy that never so stops talking about it is chain brain how much does he make a <laughs> you month? want to hear about some numbers and some sub numbers and some revenue numbers just follow right. chain brain on twitter and you'll know all about how inadequate your stream is <laughs> is is he well that's fine but is it are they kidding. are I'm they kidding. i'm kidding it's a joke it's a oh, joke well it's fine with me i don't i know yes. where i stand you know what i mean yes. like the fact that that you know i'm growing on this platform and i'm making money on this platform is amazing yes. to me at, at all because i'm coming from a podcasting world and i have minimal success over there and i'm very happy about that success yes but that doesn't mean shit on this platform. So I'm used to starting over. I'm used to doing it again. So I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I will just keep grinding, doing my thing, keeping my head forward, look into the look into the future. I look at what people are doing and kind of pick and choose what works for you. But I'm hey, doing this my is a man. Shit. Hey, you know what, guys? This is a man who's had some therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I'm talking to a man that's had some therapy. Because that is the voice of a, of a well-balanced man that's had some I'm, therapy. I, I won't I, say I'm well-balanced, but two years strong in therapy. Two yeah, years that's, strong. No, that's, that is the, and that's, that's a compliment. That is not a criticism. I I'm actually not, think, I'm taking I actually think everybody could use therapy. I think everybody should have therapy at some point in their life. Yeah. It's just so helpful to talk out those things and to hear those kinds of things. And it's like you're able to, you're able to have those doubts and experience them, but then get yourself back and, and shift exactly. into a more balanced state. And yeah. you guys are great partners in that regard, which is amazing. And for me, that's always the thing. Like when I'm dealing with those things or thinking about them, obviously it has nothing to do with the relationship or Sarah or any of that stuff. It's yeah. just an interesting thing to experience being on that yeah. side of it. And, yeah. and, you know, having people be like, Oh, you know, it, it's, it's just interesting to me, like how yeah. far some people will take it. Like you said, of literally people who will claim I don't even have a personality and that my personality <laughs> is just Sarah, the male yeah. Sarah. And it's like, listen, I was like this before Sarah was ever in my life. You can't create <laughs> this level of crazy with, with with just meeting one person. Like there, there is no other Sarah Jazz and there is no other silence noise. But it's it's yeah. just, it's amazing. And, and of course, that's what drew us to each other. But I love that. And I... I I don't think we we should do that at some point too. I know I'm always creating things to do. 
But one thing, we, we have a stream that I need to do where we're going to talk about streamer issues like burnout and people who quit and like that kind of thing. We're going to get a bunch of people on to talk about their experience of, of being burned out on Twitch and being unable to continue for a while or having an impact their income and that kind of thing. But then this would be another interesting one because there was a question asked, and I think people would be interested in this. We should have all the couples get together. So like mm. public couples. So I would love to have you and Raina join us for this. And then obviously yeah. Sarah and I are there. We should have, we should talk about some of these issues because it's very interesting to, uh, I was doing this before Sarah was born. You're correct. <laughs> You're actually <laughs> correct. Son in Calborn or us. I think it would be a cool idea to have conversations. Mm. Vin and Gumi would be another one. Vin and Gumi to have them, but like public couples and kind of talk about the public issues that couples face being out in public because it's interesting it's interesting once you start hearing the stories and i just think that that's anything that's entertaining gets viewers so <laughs> if it's entertaining yeah, people will show up yeah absolutely absolutely well silence I, anyway thank you yeah, so much i i had no, asked a question that was over time but i don't care no no there, i that 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 cutoff point was for you so you didn't have to be like how long is this fucking thing gonna drag out but how long is this stupid stream how dare that's you? how I feel. That's how I feel every fucking time I, I like have somebody on. Like I always feel like they're just sitting there like bored as fuck. But but oh, not at all. The, this was great. It's my own insecurities again. Sometimes oh, I, I have don't the trust same my thing. Own I mean, Sarah and I both have the same exact thing at doing a music interview show. Like mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, I think both of us are sitting there like, how can we make this more interesting? How can we make it more entertaining? Is this yeah. question still good? You know, we're constantly asking those questions. So, yes. Which and is it healthy. is a very much a Midwest thing. You're correct, Northbound Matt. What is a Midwest thing? Insecurities? Insecurities and being polite <laughs> and yeah. that oh. kind of thing. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. 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 yeah. Oh. yeah. Sorry. That's the thing. Like, Sarah still gives me shit to this day. Because, see, here's the thing. You know this because you're close to it. Detroit mm. is the more southern gangster version of Canada. Like, let's be real. <laughs> uh, and you grow up with way more Canadian influence than you realize. And the one thing that I have, being Midwestern, that drives Sarah literally insane is that I'm constantly saying sorry. Like, sorry yes. is probably every other word for me. Yeah, Whatever I do, it's literally yeah. just genetic for me right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yep. It's like, mm -hmm. that is the most Midwest thing that I do. Yeah. Just we constant, have to apologize so. for our, our existence because we got in yeah. your way or bumped into you on, in the grocery line. Or <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we have to apologize for our existence. We, we, uh, we yes. are very much um, very sorry for that. We are we're sorry we were born. Um, and then one more. Is this date gonna end with a kiss? Well, I don't know. I that I, I need consent. I need consent. I don't know. I don't want to break up any more marriages. Well, there you have it, folks. We are not gonna break up any more marriages. Uh, we we are done no. with all that. Oh, ah, Raina just came in and gave me a kiss. So that was great. How rude. Woo, silence, noise, you're a gem and a treat. Thank you.